Hello! Oh gosh. <laughs> Welcome to the Mrs. Doubtcast, <laughs> where each week we talk about Mrs. Doubtfire. It's not what uh, is. When in doubt, podcast it out. That's our motto. Uh, That's this a is good idea for podcast, but that is not what this podcast is. When in doubt, <laughs> shh, quiet. <laughs> Don't silence everyone, my voice. Everyone just tuned out already. When in doubt, that's as far as I thought. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> that's as far as I thought it out. That's the, that's the podcast slogan. When in that's doubt, our, that's as far as I thought that's it out. A, that's our actual podcast slogan because we never think it out. I do like Mrs. Doubtfire, though. Yeah, I do, too. I don't think I could talk I, about maybe, it I bet you that's already. I bet you that's already a podcast. Like it's, maybe it's one of those podcasts where they do like minute by minute. Have you ever seen those? Where it's yeah. like, today we're going to talk about minute one of Mrs. Doubtfire. Well, there's, there's that one that uh, <laughs> was the guys who podcasted every week for a year about Grown Ups 2. And their one year anniversary show was them finally watching Grown Ups 1. <laughs> They've never seen it. <laughs> Crazy idea for a podcast, but... I guess there's probably people out there that... What's the point of podcasting we'll if, there, to if there's that many people there's, covering every base? There's, I think it's called like the worst podcast ever or something like that, like the worst idea. No, but ever. I, there are podcasts that I've seen that do like minute a by minute, minute by minute of things. So yeah. if you had a movie like Mrs. Doubtfire, they probably have to do sure, it like that. I or it would just be a one episode Mrs. podcast. Mrs. Doubtfire wouldn't be my first pick for something like that, you know? Uh, you're going to do like... Uh, you know, maybe you do, you know, 10 pages of Finnegan's Wake or something oh like that. <laughs> Nobody wants to listen to that podcast. <laughs> I'd rather listen to the Mrs. Doubtfire podcast. I would too. <laughs> uh, no one's ever actually read Finnegan's Wake. I don't think James Joyce read Finnegan's Wake. <laughs> that explains Finnegan's yeah, Wake. Just like every paper I wrote in high school, once it's done, I'm like, oh, it's done. And then I submitted it. Editing, no thanks, because that means you have to read what you wrote, and that isn't always, uh, you know, what you want. It, it doesn't always come out like you think. Um, but anyway, this is not the Mrs. Doubtfire podcast. Uh, this is actually a podcast called Nerd Build that has nothing to do with, this, with Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, doesn't it, though? <laughs> or no. does it have everything? No, it doesn't. <laughs> Not this episode, anyway. We'll see. We've both seen that movie, and generally, we like to podcast about things that maybe we haven't done or seen before, so... But you never know. Sometimes we just say stuff, so... Like, clearly, is exampled by the beginning of this podcast. I don't know what you're talking anyway, about. Anyway, uh, I'm Aaliyah, and... Dan. This is Dan, and this is Nerd Build, a podcast where we talk about stuff, and often stuff that we have not done before. Um, so today we are going to talk about E3, because that's a thing, which isn't a thing that we necessarily have not done before, but I think... I've never been to E3, Yeah, I but guess. we didn't go to E3. So. Right, I'm just, I'm trying to make some sort of flavor. Well, I would, I would like to argue that this is maybe the most of the E3 well, for coverage you, for that sure. I've ever you, seen. You've definitely, I mean, you've only sparingly kind of dipped your toe into yeah. it in the past yeah. few years. Uh, I mean, E3's been something that's been important 
to me for 20 plus years at this point. Um, so it's not new to me, but, uh, but it's definitely for you kind of your first real, at least spending the amount of time that I usually spend with E3. Yeah, that is true. Um, we watched a lot of the coverage on through Giant Bomb, which Mostly Giant Bomb, is yeah. awesome um, because those guys are awesome. So it was fun to see the press conferences and stuff, but then also hear what Giant Bomb had to say about it while we were seeing it. Uh, I enjoyed that. Which I don't is that what you did last year too? Yeah, I've I've been doing the Giant Bomb stuff for a while. Okay. Um, the, I can't remember if I'd ever seen any of the Giant Bomb yeah, no, the, stream the, of V three. Um, I mean, you've probably seen a, a bit here and there. Um, I I remember you watching a little bit last year. Uh, uh, I remember you were there when, last year when you were watching with me when Johnny V. Uh, John Vignocchi gave away Dave Lang's phone number. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, my God. I forgot about that. I forgot that was E3. Uh -huh. That was so funny, but also really, really crazy. shitty thing to do. But that's, that's one of the things that's so great about the Giant Bomb coverage is that, you know, they, they get people on that they know really well and... Give they, away their phone numbers. Uh, Jeff Gerstmann is... Um, I love Jeff, and but he's also, uh, on top of him just being a cool personality, he's really really good at what he does uh and he's a great interviewer and he kind of uh brings out the best in the people he interviews um and uh i i mean he does a great job every year but um yeah it leads to a lot of crazy moments yeah. a lot of spontaneity and stuff but um so giant bomb does uh coverage of the streams of the conferences but then they also do interviews with people from yeah the Sure. Yeah. They. I mean, they cover. The, they usually talk over the press conferences. Um, so we watched pretty much all the press conferences. I. The only one I didn't finish watching was uh, Ubisoft. Um, I watched most of it, but didn't finish it. Um, but you watched everything else other than that um, yeah. with me. Um, so, yeah, and you didn't watch any of the Nintendo stuff. I was going to say I didn't watch Nintendo either. Um, there, it's pretty much almost, ex most, it's pretty much Zelda, yeah. which is, you which, know, a big deal, but. Yeah, I was going to say people can't have been upset about that. I mean. No. Uh, well, I mean, I'll, I'll talk to you about it. Um, so. Do you want to go in order of. No, uh, I think what just whatever. Or? Uh uh, so well, since we started talking about that, I think it's worth just talking about that. Um, so Nintendo, kind of in lieu of doing a full, so I think it's been three years uh, since Nintendo actually did a press conference in E3. They don't do it anymore. Um, what they've been doing the last couple years is uh, a, a Nintendo Direct. Um, which they do several of those every year, which is basically a kind of State of the Union thing where they release information of whatever's coming up that quarter or, you know, it's it's pretty much whatever's on their slate, like, soon. Mm -hmm. uh, and they make any big announcements. Uh, but instead of doing one big conference every year at E3, they do several throughout the year. So sometimes they'll do one, like, that just covers... A specific release primarily and then kind of like a few other little things um 
but the last couple of years they've just been doing a, a direct uh, at E3 and then a Treehouse stream, which is basically just them and uh, uh, them and a couple of their employees streaming games and bringing out creators from the games and streaming them uh, for a full couple days or something. And so, so this year they basically just did a whole stream of um, it was mostly focused on the new Zelda. Um, they didn't do a direct. They brought. They just did the Treehouse stream. Um, the it's been kind of weird because they have a huge new platform coming out early next year, um, and they have not. No one knows what it is yet. It's mm-hmm. called the NX. Uh, they didn't talk about it. And the... didn't talk about it at all. Um, everyone knows it's coming. Um, most likely, the first quarter of next year. End of first quarter of next year. Um, but. No one knows what it is. Uh, most people have kind of hypothesized that it's going to be a combined... Um, last year, they merged their handheld and console teams together. Uh, so a lot of people kind of assumed that it is essentially going to be the successor to both the 3DS and the Wii U. Um, and it's basically a device that is a handheld that you can take with with you and use as you want, but oh, also it connects to uh-huh. a television. That makes sense. Um, but no one really knows. Uh, they haven't said anything. It's been very vague, uh, it, it, which is weird because it, it we're at the point where it's coming, you know, it's going to be out within a year, most likely. Uh, and they haven't really talked about it too Right, much. you think they would be um, wanting to, like, get it hyped up and... Yeah, uh, it... And Nintendo's good at Nintendo. I mean, they're going to do what they want. They're kind of in their own marketplace. Uh, they aren't really a direct competitor to uh, Microsoft and Sony, So, and I think they know that at this point. Um, they're not worried. They're, what they make is not... The NX isn't uh, going to be against the PS4. Uh, right. It's not going to be against the Xbox One. It is essentially its own platform they they're the people that are going to buy a Nintendo system are going to buy a Nintendo system it's not people don't choose one or the other it's not like Microsoft and Sony where they're essentially going in direct competition with each other where you know you're either going to buy one or the other Nintendo it's the only place you're ever going to play a Zelda game uh it's the only place you're going to play a Mario game so they're kind of in their own league so they don't really have to be beholden to that because the they pretty much thing. know that people are going to buy it Pe- Well, who already own... No, uh, people aren't necessarily going to buy it. Uh, and that's kind of what the Wii U... The Wii U was a pretty big... I mean, a failure, kind of. Um, uh, but they have a core fan base. Um, so I think they kind of just know that th- they don't need to necessarily be in the same uh, field... Like, they don't have to be directly presenting whatever they have against other people. Right. It's more of just for... they Their idea is for... They're making a platform for a general audience. Uh, well, when I say, like, they know they're going to buy it, I mean... it's Even if someone has an Xbox or a PlayStation, they're not going to be like, Oh, well, I already have this, right. so I won't buy exactly. a Nintendo. Yeah, because, I, I mean, I've always bought... I'm a Nintendo guy. Uh, I always have been, and I'm always going to buy every Nintendo platform, and that's always just kind of how how it's going to be. So they have kind of a locked in audience, but you also have to look at like just the way that slow, you know, like they've 
they're no longer a mainstream right. uh, producer of games. I mean, they, they have kind of a niche, uh, a niche market that does not, um, that they can kind of lock onto, but they're not really, it, 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 the Wii kind of was a thing that somehow, you know, captured the zeitgeist at the moment and just everyone is, was interested in that. Um, but the Wii U kind of lost track and uh, people just didn't really care anymore. Um, so it's no longer really considered to be a direct competitor. But um, So they just kind of do what they do. Uh, so this year they basically just did a long stream uh, that was primarily focused on the new Zelda, uh, which is called Breath of the Wild, um, which is, you know, fine. What I don't really feel strongly either way about that subtitle. It's fine. Um, Do some people feel strongly about it? I'm sure. I mean, that's probably... <laughs> There's always people that feel strongly about uh, it, I, I thought I think it's fine. I, I don't really have an issue with it. I don't think it's as striking as a lot of the titles they've had. I think it would be on the tier of, like, Twilight Princess, which is not a great title, but it's, you know, it's an interesting title. Uh, like, Skyward Squ- Sword is, like, that's a very cool title that's very striking. Um, but, uh... You know, it, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have any bearing on the game. Um, and it probably would be more meaningful, you know. When you play the game. When you play the game, yeah. And it's easy to say now that Ocarina of Time is a great title. But at that point, how many people knew what an Ocarina was? Yeah, they're like, like what? Own, I don't whatever. know. Um, but, uh, I don't care about this Ocarina business. Um, but man, that game looks like it's everything I could ever imagine a great Zelda game being it's it's they they have done this game has been pushed back again and again it's not coming out till next year it was supposed to come out at the end of 2015 um and now it's coming out on NX it was supposed to be for Wii U it just keeps getting pushed back and it seems like it makes sense because the game looks like it's enormous uh the figure that got thrown out was that the the map is 12 times the size of Twilight Princess's map, which is already a very large map. Um, it's, but it's 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 essentially the first real open world Zelda game, um, and which th- that's a dream come true. I mean, like for I think a lot of people that want that love Zelda, um, it's essentially a game. You know, like. I when I was you know playing through I I really loved Witcher three this this last year um, and I think it's a great game and I I remember thinking playing through so I'd be like man if I cared more about this world you know like if this world was more important to me this would be like pretty much the perfect game uh, if it was the gameplay was a little bit crisper um, because that game as great as it is has you know kind of some jankiness to it um, the combat's not great and. Um, the movement of the character kind of has a weird weight to it, but, um, if, if I, like, imagining, an, like, essentially a game the size of The Witcher 3, um, but with the things I love from Zelda in it, it's pretty much, I mean, if that's what it ends up being, it's, it's perfect. Uh, it's a, it would be the perfect game for me, um, because I love Hyrule, the idea of Hyrule, and, it seems so cool, and the, the it looks absolutely beautiful. Um, it essentially looks like a hybrid of Sky, Skyward Sword, um, 
and uh, Wind Waker, so it has kind of a cell shaded look to it, um, but it's still using kind of a similar character model um, as Skyward Sword did. Um, but man, it looks really cool, and it seems like it doesn't really force you to go anywhere. Like it's kind of like here's where you know, like it gives you general direction, but it's kind of like you can go wherever you want. Um, just kind of move freely in the this huge world and just like make you know make your own decisions and it's not like you go from here to here to here to here to here to here it just seems like i don't know it it seems really really cool it's gonna be uh it sucks that it's gonna be so far off i i mean there's there still isn't like an actual date to it I mean, it's not like, I mean, I think most people are expecting it to be probably March or April next year, but. So it makes sense that it would be coming out for the new console then just because like now that. Well, they've already announced it's for both. They've already announced that. Oh. Um, It's not just to promote. This is the exact, the the exact same thing that happened with Twilight Princess. Um, They. Twilight Princess was supposed to come out earlier than it got pushed back far enough that they eventually were just like, well, let's just make a launch title for the next console. Um, and it got, it also was released on GameCube, but it was kind of, it was hard to find. Like, it wasn't like a super easy, but most people liked that version better because you didn't have, it didn't have the forced motion controls. Um, which, you know, it, it like remains to be seen, like whether that is. I mean, I, I, we'll see what the NX ends up being, but, like, hopefully the case is there isn't something that, like, is kind of a forced quality to it that will retroactively make the, the Wii U version, like, I don't know. The Wii U version might be the one that is ultimately the better version um, because it's been in development longer. Um, but it's really hard to say. Uh, I mean, we don't really know anything about the NX at all, um, other than just what people are guessing about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the same thing that happened with the with the Wii. But um, the version that they ported to Wii U of Twilight Princess was the 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 GameCube version, which everyone liked better. Um, and it's more based on like button controls instead of motion controls and stuff like that. So it'll be a coming out for the new console, but it won't be like they designed it because it's been going right. on this whole time and the new console Yeah, is well, new. It, who knows, like, how early they decided where to go with it. Um, it's all conjecture at this point. I mean, no one really knows when in development they decided this is the new thing and we're moving over. All that we know is that the game is supposed to be pretty much identical, um... The NX is supposed to be more powerful than the Wii U, but uh, I'm assuming that maybe that would improve, hopefully, like, just the, the frame rate of it, or, you know, at least just, like, maybe the... I don't... I, I mean, it's hard to really say, uh, be, because it's supposed to be an exact port of it, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, the, the game looks great. Uh, like, there's some things about it that make me a little bit worried but i i figure that it's going to be okay nintendo usually i just have my i have faith in them and uh generally i mean there's been things that they've done more recently that has made me uh, you know a little bit 
more hesitant, but Zelda games don't really fail very often. Um, I wasn't a colossal fan of Skyward Sword, but it was still a good Zelda game. Um, it's, uh, but the things that kind of make me a little worried is that you have um, your weapons break, uh, and based on the streams that I was watching, they break really easily, like you probably hit an enemy, and I don't know, they're only showing the first area. Uh, so you have to be like constantly finding new weapons? Basically every enemy drops a new weapon. I mean, it seemed like you were con all the time, but you're constantly switching to a new weapon. So it would break, and then you pick, you, you switch to your new one, and like break, and it switch. But it's like every, like, it seemed like every like 10 hits, mm. your weapon would break, which seems like it's just a, a little annoying. A, it seems fabricated. Like, it's just like... Like, yeah. actual weapons don't break in ten hits, generally. Yeah, I, I guess it's kind of like... Really I don't know, me. like... You know, it's always like, to me, sometimes there... I feel like there needs to be some sort of level of... <clears throat> yeah, but this is less fun if you do it this way. Right, um, yeah. And to me... Um, uh, blanking on the word for it, but um, essentially uh, carrying weight in an RPG is one of those things that I always like look to is like, why is that fun? Like, yeah, you're, it's the worst because I want to carry everything um, and then it's like, oh no, it's too well, heavy, now you can't it's move. A, it's a, it's just an arbitrary design, like you're saying like, well, it's more realistic because you can only carry so much. Um, which is silly because there's if you're just looking at it as realism, there's dozens of things that you should change. At well, any and also time. the amount that you can carry is always way more than you know. It's like oh, I have five swords and eight sets of armor. Like I couldn't actually carry oh, yeah, that much it, in it's real an life. Arbitrary. Yeah. So way. if you wanted it to be real, you'd be like, okay, you can have. One armor, weapon yeah. and one uh, set of armor, yeah. and that's it. It's totally, like a, it's arbitrary. A cabbage. I, I don't, I, I think it's silly, like, you know, that was one of the things I wrestled with, you know, playing through, like, you know, Fallout 4, you know, uh, The Witcher does that too, and it's like, why is this something that I should even have to worry about? And, and maybe I'm being hypocritical by picking and choosing the things that I think are too much or, you know, like being like, but for some reason that makes something less fun. It's like, why can't I just want to pick up the stuff I want to pick yeah. up? Like, it, because, so, cause all that does is force you to travel to your stash location, drop a bunch of stuff off, yeah. then travel back to the point you were at. And that's just, you know falsely creating a longer game you know there it doesn't do anything it's not i don't think there's anybody who's like this is really fun that i get to fast travel no, back I was to like, a location oh god now i have to go back but the thing is maybe it's trying to prevent like for your own sake you not having like 10 rusted kettles but in your inventory is it that you... my choice though if i, I guess want so, to be but I, I pick up like everything 10 rusted then that should be your right. Right, but then also it's like they have You're to scrolling build through a thousand it. Yeah. Things. Well, you know, whatever. That should be. I mean, I don't know. It uh, should be my way. right to I pick mean, up ten rusted shuttles. Uh, but it's neither here nor there. I mean, I guess like I was just thinking like I'm gonna pick up like a hundred weapons and like each time I have to scroll through it and yeah. then like, what if they only say you can pick up seventy weapons? 
And then I'm like, well, what if I, I, I like, I just hate, because I'm, like, thinking about, I'm already thinking about this. I'm yeah. already, like, being like, I'm stressed out now. And there's also, <laughs> like, a cooking system. So uh, the other thing that, like, made me a little stressed out about the game is that they, it, enemies don't drop hearts anymore. You don't pick up hearts anymore. You still have the heart system, this traditional Zelda, you know, hearts. Um, but uh, you only um, you only get hearts from food that you pick up. So you have to eat stuff. Or mm-hmm. and there's also a cooking system. So you have to like have a fire, and you, when you cook the food, it re- stores more hearts. So oh my each God. time you have to like <laughs> that sounds no, but like I mean. Listen, I've played a lot of games where that is the case, and that is fine, and I love the game. Like, Snake Eater's like that, and you're constantly managing your stamina and health by eating things and stuff. And I love that game. It's one of my favorite Metal Gear games. But But having to, like... It's one thing to have the stuff in your inventory and say, okay, this has... will restore this much HP or whatever, and you can eat it. But having to, like... I guess if you don't have to cook the stuff, it's kind of like smithing i i know yeah, some people yeah. are super into that but i don't want to spend no, my time doing I, that like i, I just want to pick that. stuff up and use it so i guess the cooking could be the same way like maybe some people would be like oh great i can combine all these things to yeah. make this really big health thing um but to me that just sounds like a nightmare yeah. and i don't want to spend time doing that i think you know that's something that like maybe when i was younger and i felt like i had more time it would be okay to spend a day you know like just like working on crafting stuff like but i i don't i want to just get like the stuff like at this point i just want want to get there and be done with it just want to pick some stuff up have it be ready to go it does like i don't i just don't have the, the you know the patience for that like i used to um that doesn't mean that you know people shouldn't be able to enjoy it that way you know have their right to like you know have a really open they're designing this game with a very open because some people do like those elements they totally do uh but again i don't know i haven't played the game so i don't know how much that's going to impede my enjoyment of the game it it, i also based on what i was seeing it seems like the enemies don't take off as much health as normal like each time link got hit it seemed like it took off like a quarter of a heart so maybe they're doing that for the fact because then you're gonna have to take more time right right. like to regain which i mean that's good if they're gonna add the they're gonna change the way the health system works then to be conscientious of you know how much time is going to take you to get health based on how much health gets taken off yeah, no, I mean, I, I hope that's what they're going for. Um, anyway, those are just a couple things I was concerned about. And I assume, at some point, this is a Zelda game, you're going to get the Master Sword, and I assume the Master Sword ain't going to break. Like, right. I mean, like, that's pro- like it would be really silly if that, that broke. Um, so that's probably just an early game thing, and you probably get potions that are that work like you you know just like a normal zelda game you have a bottle you have several bottles and they're filled with potions and those restore your health and that's how normal zelda games you just like normally in zelda games you you know defeat enemies and some of them drop hearts and they that's a quicker way of doing it it probably isn't as big of a deal these are just things that while i was watching the stream i was kind of like eh, i don't know if i like that yet we'll see how the game is you know right. like um there might be also i don't know 
and maybe this was something I addressed. Maybe there's like a system where you can rest, and when you rest, you regain right. all your hearts. That if they really are going for an open world RPG, that's in most of them. So yeah. I, I we'll see. I mean, the game looks great in basically every way. Those are just a couple of things that I was having reservations about, but they're not huge things. Right, the, it's not like you're not going to play. No, it. no, God, no. I mean that I. I'll, I'm going to play that game a lot, I'm sure. I mean, even if those things really were those things and you actually really didn't like it once you're playing they the can't game, be worse. you're still going to be playing. Like, it's not going to They can't stop be worse from. than Snake Eater. Like, the uh, Snake Eater has a, a tough menu to navigate. You have to go in and heal yourself. Uh, like, you have to go into each time you get, like, shot with a bullet. You have to go in and apply, like, six different items to cure that bullet. Like, I mean, it's very, you know, like, that's pretty tough to get through. Like, yeah. But that doesn't, you know. Right. Like, if you really I love mean, the franchise, you're still going to do it. Yeah. I still, like, I really love Snake Eater. Um, so it doesn't, like, it's not too much for me. But um, that was just something I kind of, like, thought about while I was watching. I was like, I don't know if I love that, but... You know, we'll see. It's so hard to, like, judge something like that so early. Yeah. But, um, yeah, anyway, that was pretty much all Nintendo had. You know, they showed off some of the new Pokemon game, which looks like a Pokemon game. Um, which, you know, that's cool. Whatever. Um, they, uh, but that was mostly what they were focused on, the new Zelda game. Which makes um, sense. Yeah, I mean, that's all they have right now. If they're not going to show off the NX, which they're not going to show off, that's their decision. Um, they don't feel comfortable doing that right now. They literally have nothing else to show. Uh, there are basically no games coming out for the Wii U. That, that system's done. Yeah. Um, it is. There's uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions coming out this month. And then, I mean, there's barely anything. Like, Zelda's, like, really the last big game that's going to come out for it. Um, yeah, that game, that system's pretty much... Pretty much over, uh, which is a bummer because it's a, I really like the Wii U and it has a lot of really great games. Um, Let's hope that the new but, system is good. Well, it'll play Nintendo games, so <laughs> that's good. Yeah, but uh, what if there's like some, maybe they're not announcing it because there's like something crazy. I don't think there's. What if they're like we built this system specifically for Zelda, and that's the only thing that's going to happen, and it's just going to be endless Zelda all the time. Is it just the one Zelda game? Yeah, like it's just an open world that keeps growing and growing. Well, that would be cool. I'd be open to that. I'd still buy that system. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so yeah, there's that's not much to talk about. Well, that's a big thing for Nintendo, and that is ultimately probably mo my most anticipated game of the next year, uh, but it's also just one game. Yeah. Um, and uh, Microsoft and Sony had a lot of stuff to bring. Um, what do you, what are you more interested in talking about? PlayStation, Sony, or Microsoft? What do you want to lead with? Uh, well, we watch Microsoft first. Let's talk about Microsoft yeah. because we're less engaged with Microsoft at this point because we don't have an Xbox One and I don't have a plan to get an Xbox I One I mean, if I had soon. a bunch of extra money. If I had a bunch of extra money, sure. Why not? Um, this press conference made me seem like I, I felt coming out of it being like, even more so like, maybe I should just really try to get a good PC instead. Because it was like, 
every oh, game yeah. is coming to PC. And it's like, well, and it's always going to run better on a good PC. Yeah. Um, which is an, it's an interesting kind of uh, way of, I mean, presenting your thing. I mean, like... A good well, PC is also going to cost more, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but a good PC is something that a lot of people need already right, and we have could use other uses for it. Instead know? of our current computer. But I've never had, like, I've never had a good gaming PC. I mean, I've been a Mac kid for my entire life, so I've never really had a PC that I built. I would love to have the money to do that. Yeah. Um, I don't have the money to do that. No. Um, Someday. But, uh, so I've always been a console guy. Um, and this, I mean, you know, like, the the S the Xbox One S, like, I would be like, yeah, that's, you know, that's a good price. It's $299, so they, essentially they announced just a, um, just a slim, it's a slim version. You know, that's expected at this point. You know, every console's gonna have a slim version. Um, they announced the slim version of it, and it looks like an Xbox One, but smaller. Yeah. Um, 40% of the size of the, I mean, that's a big console right now. Both yeah. the consoles are big consoles, but, um, you know, it looks good. Yeah, I mean, uh, it is a big scale down. Like, yeah, yeah, it looks. When they showed, they showed like a a graphic of the outline of the current console, and then like from there scaled it down to the new console, and it really—it's a huge difference. Made um, it there's obvious no how big of a difference it is. I I think it's. I mean, and also, so supposedly it's it is more powerful, but it's only it's not going to change the way the games play at all. Um, it it's mainly the extra CPU GPU is essentially just for the 4K video, you know, uh, video output, um, which they really are going hard on the 4K thing. Um, I, in my position right now, don't care about 4K at all, and I'm a video guy. I love you know, like I love high definition video. You do, uh, but. We have a 42-inch TV that I sit five feet away from. Um, if we had a 4K TV, it would make zero difference. Yeah. Um, it is absolutely meaningless at the size of TV and distance I sit away from the TV. Um, I essentially would have to sit about three feet away for it to really kick in um, at this point uh, at the same size TV. Unless, I mean, if you have a huge TV... By all means, 4K is going to look great. If you have a 100-inch TV, that'd be awesome. Uh, I don't care as much because I don't, I don't even have great vision, so I don't think it's really going to matter that much. Uh, I don't know. You seem to notice when things are... <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I know when something's 480p. Like, I mean, when something looks like a DVD, I can tell that. But the the jump from 1080p to 4K is... You're getting closer and closer. Like, I mean, if you're sitting 10 feet away from, you know, 8 feet to 10 feet away from a 10, you know, a 1080p TV versus a 4K TV, the human eye literally cannot see the difference. Yeah. In that. Like, you you can't tell. Uh, if you have a really large TV, for sure, like, go for it. But, I, I mean, I'm not going to buy an 80-inch TV. And I don't think most people are... I don't know how far away that is where that's a common thing that people are buying 80 inch TVs. Um, 
I like sitting pretty close to you know the TV, like especially when I play games and stuff. But but it does seem like the the thing they're they're focusing on a lot with the S and uh, and you know the Scorpio. Um, yeah, is the idea of 4K video, 4K gaming, and I'm still not entirely sold on the idea of that, at least for my situation. I think there are people that it absolutely will benefit. Um, Especially when like 4K projectors are super common, like and that that's something that a lot of people are using when that's the case, maybe. But for me, it's not. Do you feel like it's just that they're trying to focus on something to? Well, with the S, I think that's to, like to set it apart. Well, and there's just with wasn't the S particularly uh, anything else. So to, so they also announced the, the Project on. Scorpio thing, which is coming out in about a year and a half. Um, which is essentially a upgraded version of the Xbox One. Um, and that seems like it's going to be a larger jump in the sense that it's actually going to... The games are going to perform better. Um, right. That's the idea. It's, you know, their whole tagline for that is the most powerful console ever. Um, which, <laughs> Phil Spencer saying, like, what we expect to be the most powerful... And that's because the PlayStation... Sony is also going to launch a improved version of right. PlayStation. Uh, the Neo. And also Codename in Neo. a year and whatever. Uh, who knows? Uh, you know? Also probably around the same time. It'll most likely be next year in the fall. Uh, Sony didn't... But I mean, you know, that far out, anything could really... you know. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Sony, at this point, uh, based on the leaked specs of each console, Scorpio is supposed to be considerably better uh but who knows like it's so hard to tell at this point like you don't know like um but anyway like it seems like 4k is kind of the thing that the s particularly is hinging on but also that's what they're really harping on with the scorpios like the idea of you know they also kind of like touched on the idea that vr is you know it's meant for the potential for vr you know but they haven't announced that I assume at some point that, like, I think their intent I'm expecting is that you can connect an Oculus to it. Um, because it, I mean, the Oculus already comes packed in with an Xbox One controller. They have that relationship, so I think the idea is that they're going to just continue with that. And at some point, you know, it's just too early at this point. I mean, the Project Scorpio um, video was essentially just developers talking about the idea of Scorpio. Yeah. I don't even know how far that actually is at this point. Hank Scorpio? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the hammock district. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting. Like, the, the, the this whole thing where we're getting half steps in the console cycle is really interesting. And I I don't know. It's It's so early, it's hard to tell if that's something that's going to be worth pursuing for the average consumer. Right. Um... I don't know. Like, if if I if I see that the PlayStation Neo, you know, this new version of the PlayStation, or the Xbox Scorpio, is playing, you know, like you put your same Witcher disc in, Witcher three, and it runs at sixty frames per second in four K, I will be like, that seems like it's worth it, particularly with frame rate. Like, if it really improves the frame. Rate, I'm not that optimistic, though. I don't know if that's actually going to be the case. If it's that distinctive an advantage, then maybe it is worth it. But it's so hard to tell. Like, this is all <clears throat> theoretical at this point. Because we've not seen anything running on these systems. We've not seen a comparison between a game running on one system versus the other. 
So it's all, you know, theoretical. So all they can do right now is be like, 4K! Like, and just say 4K over and over. <laughs> like, I mean, like, yeah. and it's like, wow, I like the word 4K. That sounds good, you know? Like, so uh, there's not, I don't know. It's yeah. so hard to, like, say at this point, like, what it means. Like, there's no hard evidence to see what those games are going to run at on that system versus the other system. Um, but it's interesting to me because this is a new, you know, status quo where we're getting half steps in console cycles. Um it's interesting, but it doesn't mean anything yet. Right. But games, it's a little more, uh, you know, definite. We can talk about the games that they talked about, is my point. That seamless segue. <laughs> uh, You're welcome. Um, Master of the segue, that's me. No, I, I mean, like, you know, not to harp on too much. I just think that, like, the reason I, I'm kind of holding on to that point so much is that that is the theme of this E3, is this idea of these half measures, um, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, none of the games that we saw, both from PlayStation uh, or Sony and the uh, Xbox, uh, were running on either of those things. Um, and they all looked, you know, they looked fine. Uh, the Xbox's big stuff was... They didn't really have anything, like, surprising at all. It yeah. was all stuff... There was almost nothing that hadn't... They hadn't already shown All the things kind month. of run together. Like, we watched that... What? Like, a day ago? Two days ago? Or yeah, it was, was. Two, day, two days ago. I and I already, like, can't really remember all the things they, they talked about. There was no new big game announcement. Uh... Not one that I can think of. Uh, I mean, I don't... I mean, everything that they showed off... I think, I guess, Dead Rising 4 was a new... That had already been kind of leaked out, and it's just a new Dead Rising game. Right, so there was no, like, surprise. I like like the Dead Rising games. This is really awesome. Um, But, uh, yeah, there wasn't really anything... You know, the, the big thing they let off with was... I'll just say, actually, you know, I was kind of, like, thinking about this, you know, I'll lead off with talking about because the first thing they really delved into was Gears of War 4, and I think it's important to talk about how that set the tone versus, the like, the PlayStation conference, um, which was, like, you start off with Gears of War 4, which looks like 100% the exact same game that they have been making for 10 years at this point. Um, I think the first Gears of War came out in 2006, I want to say. It was like 2006, 2000... I'm pretty sure it was 2006, 2007. Um, And I really like the Gears of War games. They're very fun, super enjoyable. Um, I've played all of them. I played the first one a ton. Uh, I was really into that, because at the time, the first Gears of War was like huge yeah. like it, it was yeah. it looked incredible and like man that game was like it didn't play like anything that had come out before this game, the whole chainsaw thing was like yeah, a the huge chainsaw, deal this game looks like that game and it's 10 years later yeah and you're kind of like that looks cool too but dude this is not the thing that's gonna make me buy an xbox like i played that game and i would just play up 
I have an Xbox 360. I can just play any of those games again. Right, it's, it's not kind like of the same if game. you like Gears of War, you're going to be like, oh no, I hate this because it's the same. Like, you'd still play, I would play it. If I had an Xbox One, I 100% would buy But you're not going to go out game. of your way to buy a console right. that you don't already have. Exactly. It's not going to be the thing that's selling. I don't know if... I don't know if they're necessarily going for people like me, or if they're just kind of making people that are... Maybe it's one of those things where like they're just trying to make the people that already bought one feel like they have something. Should yeah. have, you know, like... Um, <laughs> Give but, them something to work with there. The thing is, that at, at the point that we watched, because watch, obviously that happened before the, the PlayStation conference, um, that was... Uh, you know, like, whatever. I kind of expected that probably would be the thing they lead off with because it's a thing people already knew about. They they announced it last year. Um, and, you know, like, people love Gears of War, and that's totally cool. Like, I like Gears of War a lot, too. Um, but, man, it was such a distinct contrast to Sony's first lead-off, which right, is which the was new God of bam. War. Which... It made retroactively that that opening with Gears of War, which is the same game you played four times before. Right. Uh, if you're counting Judgment, it's almost like they had spies and they knew it that Gears of crazy. War was leading off of like, that. So they're like, "Oh, let's put like, our God of War thing," and then and they both have G O W. I know G- they're both G O Ws. Actually, these are technically the exact same. N- numerical games because these are both the fourth you know like um. like real console versions of the game uh, to be fair god of war had two uh psp games right. as well but but these are there were three numbered one spin-off there was judgment and ascension uh for gears of war god of war uh, respectively and then we have the fourth game uh god of war so this is it's it's poetic in the way that it's yeah. gears of war because it's another one of those fucking right. and games. God of War's like God of guess War, what it's just, it's just called God of, God of, War, God of War because it's new because it's new and I know that's like expected but it but what is like was it just a coincidence that that like it must it it just it, it's, it's it, you know uncanny coincidence that it's impressive that that's how that played out um it was really, it was like, it really just to me, like, it seems like Sony's been doing this last, the past couple of years, like, you know, like, you know, like when things are going your way, you, it kind of just keeps, it's, they got that momentum now, and it just feels like they are one step ahead at this point. Um, and I think that's kind of what caused Xbox, uh, what caused Microsoft to kind of push forward with the Scorpio stuff, because the Neo stuff came out earlier than the Xbox stuff. Uh, there was a little thing where Phil Spencer at an event kind of was like, well, the future is kind of us, you know, going forward with, you know, progression, you know, like like a PC. And, like, people were like, oh, they're going to do this thing. But the Neo was the thing that leaked first. So it was kind of like, this. it's this, you know, like half step, half step. You know, like, they're always kind of a half step ahead. But this was really the... Th- like, I was like, man, I'm really glad I have a PlayStation 4. I don't care about Gears of War 4. But this looks like a brand new way to yeah. play a franchise that I really like. But it was like they knew at this point, like, people were kind of done with God of War. Like, we right. played those games, and I would still replay those. I was actually just thinking recently, I was like, 
I kind of want to. But they were on top of it to know, like, if we just put out the same game again, like, at some point, people are going to be like, why do I want to just play the same game again? They know. They got to the point that they know that they need to refresh that franchise if they want to keep it going. And they decide to do it. And I think it's a really good way to refresh that franchise. Yeah. Because, like, um, you know, Kratos is cool. Like, it's just a cool, like, character and, um, like, badass character to play as. But the play style is going to be so different, you know, that I think it, it will bring... And I mean, obviously, like the setting and everything is—it yeah. seems like it's going to be a lot different. But it, I, I think it'll—I think people will be excited to play a character that they know in a different way. Yeah, and that's kind of like you're saying with the new Zelda. Even though it's not like right, super yeah. different, it's going even like a little more open world. Um, yeah, people are going to be excited to. Well, you know, and not to—we'll get to it in a second. But it seems like one of the themes of this. E3 was taking old franchises and kind of reinvigorating it with oh, a new yeah. perspective. Yeah. Because you have God of War, you have Zelda. These are both things that you're, you know, listen, Zelda ultimately still looks like a Zelda game. Right. But it is very much a new version of that game. It is not following the same formula. Like Skyward Sword, like, had better motion controls, but it was still very much a Zelda game. This is a different way of playing a Zelda game. Uh, and, and then also, you know, we'll get into it in a sec, but Resident Evil 7, mm-hmm. which is like a big thing where it's like, they're trying to change this thing. And it's time. They know it's time. Uh, and that is a franchise that already did that and 100% succeeded in that same way. So they have the confidence of right. already. But, but yeah, man, I, I was so excited. Like, when they started showing that behind-the-back third-person perspective for God of War, I was so excited, which is funny... Uh, kind of ironically that it it kind of looks like the Gears of War perspective but <laughs> it, but it, I was like well I mean it looks like any sort of yeah it, world. Just like, it looks like Dark Souls though. like the game looks like Dark Souls like it looks like the way the speed of mm-hmm. Kratos movement like and the stuff, interaction with the enemies it's slower like yeah. God of War is the fastest action game like it's just like super fast like it, it's like in the spirit of like a Bayonetta or Devil May Cry like it's like, it's a quick game you know like he's slashing he's spinning and it was crazy uh, but it felt very deliberate and slow and like he's he's doing a slow roll and like stuff like that. It was like felt like Dark Souls. I don't know how it plays. I haven't played it, so I don't know if it actually feels like Dark Souls right. at all. But, but it was reminiscent of that. It, it, very much. It, it was show. very it, it was a slow, deliberate place and but yeah, man, I was like so excited because I saw the the behind the back, I was like, is this actually how the game plays? Like because I was like, maybe this is just like a cinematic thing, right. and it's like behind. And then you're going to go into Yeah, the but then he started combat, and I was like, this is actually how this game is. And it, and I went, and I said to you, like, this, at the beginning of that trailer, I was like, you know, God of War, I'm kind of done. You're like, like oh, I don't God know of if War. I need this. And then you're and like, wait. By the end of that trailer, I was like, I'm back in, Yeah, man. it I, looked really And great. it made me, I, I was like, I was on Amazon later, I was like, how much does that remaster God of War 3 play? Because I was like, I want to play the old games again. Because I'm excited for yeah. the new ones. Like I, like, I have never played any of the God of War games, but I really want to play this game. And it's not because I was like, oh, I don't want to play the other God of War games, but they were just never games that I ended up playing. Um, but I feel like I definitely would make a point to want to try and play this one because great, it just man. looks really awesome. 
And this is, to go back, we're mostly, t- we're trying to talk about the Microsoft press uh. conference, but this is, but my whole point in talking about right. this, is we'll, this, we'll is rob that- this because it's important to make this comparison, that you have a franchise where Microsoft is like, we're just going to keep doing the same things because we know that works. This is, they, God of War is probably Sony's biggest franchise that's just theirs, that is not cross-platform. I mean, and they're willing to 100% change that game. And Microsoft is just doing the exact same. That game looks exactly the same. Gears of War 4, yeah. looked, it, I feel like it would probably be real fun because Gears of War is real fun. God of War looks great, and it's a totally different gameplay experience. It looks like, I mean, it, I again, I don't know. I haven't played it. But it looks like it's a totally new experience. And they're willing to do that with their number one AAA title. That's awesome to me. And I, it made me really excited and, like, positive about the... That that was probably the high point of that conference, the, the Sony press conference. But again, like, that just kind of, like, felt to me very... Uh, like kind of a poetic example of how these two, you know, companies right. are kind of they they're doing something different. You know, like they're they're very they have a different perspective on what's happening in their. Well, and also I think it is uh, makes sense to mention the fact that yeah, I mean, you were pointing it out because of the poetic differences and similarities, but I think the fact that we can't even get two minutes into talking about the Microsoft that Microsoft press conference exactly. without immediately moving exactly. on to talk about uh, the Sony conference because of the God of War thing. It was great. It was great. You and the whole, like, that's, it's like, okay, that's kind of, I think, the same as playing the games, right? You're like, okay, Gears of War, sure, I would play that, but I really want to play, like, you, you can't wait to just jump ahead and play the God of War game. Based on what we saw, obviously, it's, yeah. um, you know, and that's kind of the same for the whole press conference thing. It's like, okay, well, the Microsoft press conference, like, was fine, and, you know, they had stuff, and it wasn't unenjoyable, but we can't even get through it without wanting to move to the Sony press conference. But, and, and like, following up with that, like, looking through the Microsoft press conference, so we can shoot through it real fast, like, just the idea, like... How many exclusive games were there that you were like, man? I don't know. Honestly, I, really I can't even remember the... what games. I know. There I'm were gonna. Well, I got the list right here. Okay, good. And I will say, for well, me, tell me what we saw. There were two games that they showed off that I was like, that sucks that I can't play that. Okay. And that I would be like, at some point, maybe I would consider getting one. If it, I think my line would be closer to 200 or less for me to like. Be like, okay, maybe I should think about this if there's enough games that I want. But uh, the ones that, for me, like, other than, you know, the thing where they let you make your own controller. Oh, right. Really Dan was really a, excited about that. I want a purple controller with purple, purple joysticks that says purple, purple on, on purple on purple. It says purple. It's engraved. They're real expensive, though, so <laughs> I probably won't do that. Um, I Although I do your... think the copper-looking one is pretty rad. It looks cool from one perspective. The Gears of War one. That that's right. That was Gears of War one. But, but it looks kind of silly, I think, on the front. With like, all the like, like all slashes the stuff and stuff. On it. Like it just looks like I don't know. Oh, hard. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but hardcore. there's two games that I was like, man, I really want to play that. The 
uh, the one that it, both of us seemed really excited was We Happy Few. Oh, like yeah. Oh, yeah. Really that was cool. the one that I was... And I was really bummed that that's an exclusive game because I was like, that looks great, which just, it, it's a, it kind of looks like a little bit, kind of a mix of Brave New World mixed with Bioshock. Yeah, kind of like, it looked really good. I Visually, it's like kind of a, a Bioshock-y that, Yeah, definitely. Style. Kind of a similar vibe. Um, but yeah, I definitely, of all the games... That's probably the one that I was the most like, yeah. oh, I really want to play that. And I think it looked really great. It looked really cool. Um, and disturbing. So. Yeah. But. But in a, in the same kind of way that like Bioshock is kind yeah. of disturbing. It's not, I don't, I get scared real easy guys. So scary, like really scary games aren't really my jam. Um, it looks like but, more of a thriller. Right. But like creepy, like disturbing games that are kind of more sort of that psychological or um you know there's a little bit of jumping out i mean i guess all games kind of have that but uh that's that definitely is much more my jam super horror based games uh i get really stressed and then i just don't want to play them but that was like the perfect combination of like cool and interesting a little bit creepy and disturbing but enough to make it enticing not enough to make me be like oh i can't play that yeah. Whereas, once again, we'll talk about it later, but the new Resident Evil game, I was like, yeah. nope. <laughs> yeah, it just looks like an interesting... It's, I mean, essentially, like, there's... You know, it doesn't give you a, a lot... I mean, it was enough to go on, but it's essentially a dystopian society where yeah. you're being kept... Medicated. Yeah, you're heavily medicated in a way that it changes your perception, and the your the protagonist decides to go off the medication. Um, which, that's like, a super brave new world, like... Yeah, yeah. Um, the animation style is really cool. It looks really cool. Like I really, that was a game that I was like really like, man, that sucks. I really want to play that. Like, uh, obviously, I or you know, I've told you before, I really want to play Cuphead, and that's oh, for right, Xbox only. Right. Um, so that would that already was the existing game that I really want to play, which it just looks like an old Mickey Mouse cartoon, like yeah. come to life. Which, which is also kind of disturbing. Yeah, <laughs> I guess uh, that look, game looks stunning as well, but. Um, uh, yeah, other than that, like, it was that, and then the only other one that I was like, this looks really cool was, uh, I mean, and they, again, this is one they announced last year, but they finally showed some gameplay of, was uh, Sea of Thieves. Um, oh, yeah, I which, do like pirates. Which is basically a pirate MMO, which it's hard to tell, like, because, right. like, you know, like, maybe, I don't know how much, it seemed, my issue with it was that it seemed like you really actually had to interact with people yeah, super a lot. Like, like, you have to sail the boat. And yeah. to do that, everybody has to do their part to sail the boat. Um, I'm I, a lone wolf for you. Well, a lone that's wolf. That's great for you. Uh, I feel like I um, <laughs> would want to play it because pirates, and mm-hmm. I like pirates, um, Rare made it, which is a huge deal because Rare hasn't really made many games in quite a while, and Rare is one of the best game. I, they make some of the best games ever. I mean, they're, you know, uh, Jet Force Gemini and Banjo Kazooie and Donkey Kong Country. They, they're one of the best of all time. But I also feel like I kind of wouldn't. In theory, I'd want to play it because pirates. But I agree about. So it just seemed like a lot of work. Yeah, it did seem like a lot of work. It like I okay, think, we have to coordinate all these things. I think that may have been just a what they bad showed. Decision well, yeah, and I think they did they on showed. purpose because they wanted to show like, hey, look, here's all these people using it, and they're having a great time, and they're like interacting, and it's fun, and you can play with your friends. But to me, it just made it seem like, oh, I have to get some friends. 
I mean, not that I don't have any <laughs> yeah. friends, but, um, you know, it, maybe there's more stuff you can do just on your own and they just happen to show, but it sort of seemed like, oh, to sail the ship, you have to have a crew um, of actual people that's going to work together. The one thing I will say looked really fun is that when you drink alcohol, you actually get, like, your character gets drunk in a way that the control but, doesn't. But that's, listen, maybe you've played fewer games than me, and you have. And I have. Uh, that's every RPG where you can drink. Uh, Skyrim's like that, The Witcher's like that. Every RPG I've ever played and you where get you drunk can and... imbibe alcohol, you can't control as well, and your vision gets blurry. That's, they, that is a but I trope. But not being able to control, maybe I just didn't drink much in Skyrim because I don't yeah, really remember I don't that. Really, um, but like but Bioshock the way does that, too. that it. So how different? Of it's the, hard to control the game. You lilt from one side to the other. It's blurry around the edges of the screen. It's every single. I guess RPG the way that it like does that when they showed it, the way that it looked seemed mm. particularly. I don't know, funny. But then once again, that's what like ten minutes of entertainment. And then yeah, it's well, not because most of the time you don't want to do right. That. No, because like, you don't want annoying. to be like out that's. Of I never drink in RPGs playing. because I'm no. just like I don't want to like it. It's a pain to yeah. control. Basically, anything, um, especially when in games where imbibing alcohol has like health, you get some health for it, but then also usually there's negative effects. Yeah, I pretty much never use anything to boost my health that has negative effects i'm just like why would i do that when i have stuff that doesn't have any negative effects? yeah exactly bioshock does that that's right that's That's what i mean like the alcohol you're like okay well i could get health from this but then also it'll do you know it won't do me favors in these other areas so why would i do that when i could just take something i guess if you like don't have anything but there's no point in which i have no other options than that um so that's why i have maybe never even used consumed alcohol in those games before um i just thought it looked funny but once again that would be funny for like 10 minutes but you're not gonna it's not a big part of gameplay so no it it, i I think theoretically that game could be really cool and i trust rare implicitly and i think they're gonna make a decent game i'd be surprised if they didn't but um it's not gonna be the thing that it's me to buy. No, no. Yeah, I, 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 I think play we, it, we, uh, but you know, we happy few probably would be more likely to get. Oh, to definitely. Buy a and I, I like I would play it because, like I said, it's pirates, and I really like pirates. But I don't know how much I would play yeah. it. Like I don't know if I would really be like, okay, I'm really gonna commit enough to do all these different things that requires all this interaction. Yeah. I don't know. It does. That's that's the thing that scares me always. Like, how much can I enjoy this if I don't play with anyone else? And that's always the thing that's tough. And you it, like when there's games, and there's you know more and more games now that like rely on an internet connection and doing stuff with other people. Like it, I mean, which is fine. Like it's not that I hate playing with other humans. That's not the issue. But I like knowing that I can enjoy the game without that. And I hope that there's a part of that game. I'm that sure there really, must. We'll be. see. They just um, pretty laid it on pretty thick uh, with those examples in what they showed during yeah. the, the press conference. But that but that's pretty much it. Like, yeah. Those are the things that they showed up. Gears of War 3, these are the big things. Right, the big Gears things. Gears of War 3 is We Happy Few, which I don't even know if that 
for most people is a big thing. Like that, right. that was just one that I think we thought was. It was the cool one I cared about. The I thought most, it looked but... really cool, uh, and I was bummed out that I couldn't play it. And Cuphead is already the one that I wanted. Yeah. Um, but we have Happy Fuse. I, I guess Dead Rising Four is the other one that people are probably excited about, and I I like those games, but. I've never been engaged with them enough that I've been like super like dead right. rising. I can't. And like, once again, not enough to make you want to buy. No, a absolutely not. Because that already happened once. Dead Rising Three came out, and I was like, okay, sure, whatever. And like, still I, didn't I, buy it didn't keep me. me I, it wasn't like I gotta buy it. You know, like yeah. But uh, in contrast to that, like it seemed like the Sony press conference was just a list of things that right. I was like, I need to play that so bad. Like, even the lower tier stuff that they showed off, I was still like, oh, I still want to play that. Like, And part of that is, I have the console, so I know I can play that. But God of War, as we already mentioned, that's something that you see and you're like, I need to play that. Yeah. And it's not on anything else. And that's the other thing about the Xbox thing, that they're pushing the, you can play it on both... If you buy it once, you can play it on both PC and Xbox, right. which is cool because if you have friends on both, you can choose which ones you yeah, want to play I with. You got the same character. That's a great idea, and I really like that. The problem is it absolutely keeps them from pulling more people over to Xbox because, like, Right, because if, if you, you already PC, have a PC, why would you... There's no reason to get an Xbox. I mean, I guess you'll still buy the game. Yeah. But if you'll they're have trying it to sell for Xbox, consoles... But yeah. Uh, I mean, but I think that's where they're going with that. Whereas with uh, with Sony, it seemed like there was a lot of stuff that I was just like... For me, I was just like, if I didn't have a PlayStation, I would be really bummed out I didn't. Yeah. Whereas Microsoft, I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. I'm not missing out. Like, I still probably still the biggest thing that I haven't played from them... That I want to, I guess, Halo. Halo 5, you know, like, I'd like to play Halo 5. I've seen the entire game played through uh, because of Extra Life, just watching Drew and, and Alexis oh, yeah. play on Giant Well, Bones. the thing is, like, if I didn't buy the console just so I could play Halo, I'm not going to buy it for what other, right. whatever and other the, game. That's the series <laughs> like, you, pro- you probably care about almost as much as any yeah. series. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, exactly. Like, if you're not going to do it for that, I mean, but that's more, you know, like, I, it... Right, that's also the same yeah. game, but I just like Halo a lot, yeah. so... Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was like, so, so yes, they started the show with uh, of God of War, um, they showed off Days Gone, which I'm, you know, like... Oh, wait, I want to talk about one more thing in the Microsoft conference. Oh, yeah, go ahead. That Faye game. Which one? Wasn't that in the Microsoft conference? What was it? Faye. That, like, uh, indie game with the little, like, dragony character, and you interact with the world, there's no, like, speech or anything. Oh, uh, yeah. That was in the Microsoft conference, right? Because they were like... I... Was it? I think so. Um, I... Uh, it was, uh... We're gonna it just... Was, it was Fee, I think. Oh, it's was not it? pronounced Fee. Uh, yeah. Um, the, all the people that were talking about it had like accents, so I no, it was on. It was in the e, EA conference. Oh, that was the, we have, We just totally skipped over that. Well, one. <laughs> I mean, we can talk. There wasn't much. To no, talk yeah, about no, the there EA really conference. wasn't. Uh, they showed that. I just remembered it being before cool. the Sony conference, so that's why. And I yeah, kind of, um, I thought that game looked really neat. That, that did it did look cool. Um, that's really it, the I'm only part of, of that conference I remember. They showed off about. some more Star Wars stuff. It was very early in development. Yeah. Um, 
the uh, you know Battlefront's cool, but hopefully they'll actually make a single player component for the next one that comes out next year, uh, because that game has a great foundation. But I just want to play a single player version of that. Uh, I don't remember if there was anything else. I really they. You know, the new Mass Effect comes out early next year, uh, and they still haven't really shown, even at the thing, they didn't really show much of it. Yeah, it was they very, showed... Just the briefest glimpse. I like that the... Quick trailer. Um, the default, uh, uh, you can play as uh, either sex, but the default is a female. Uh, her name is Ryder, I think I read. Um, I like that the default's a female because I like playing as a female anyway, so that's cool. Like I like that you know yeah. the, the 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 main hero heroines uh, that we, you have a heroine as the main character, um, so that's cool because I like you know you get to see it on the box you know because they're usually picked because la the last one it was the male shepherd they had on the box and stuff so that's cool that they'll do that, um, but they didn't really show they didn't show like. It was like yeah, no it gameplay. No, really. it was like, like a it was, quick trailer, basically. It's surprising that they didn't have more, or that's probably just their choice. You know, they like, didn't want to show it. I mean, then that's a built-in. Everyone's gonna buy that game, right? Like, yeah. I mean, like of course everyone's gonna buy that game. So, uh, but um, yeah, there wasn't really much. Just, you know, it's it, it's tough because that that pre ether in there also. We watched the Bethesda conference as well. Dishonor two looks cool. I mean, I haven't played the first Dishonor, but the new one looks good. Uh, yeah, I still haven't made up my mind as to whether I'll buy um, Skyrim. It looked remaster. good though. It what they good. showed of it, it did look good. It's sixty dollars yeah. though, which is for a remaster. I guess they looks like they've done a lot of work, but I think I'm kind of waiting. And it's not going to run at sixty FPS, which is like you know, like that's what that's tough. It uh, it. It's going to have to look a lot better. I like that they have the mod thing. I like they're doing that, the console mods with right. Fallout 4, too, which I'd love, uh, once that comes to PlayStation, which it's, right now it's just Xbox that's doing the console mods, but it's going to come to PlayStation. I, I wouldn't mind. As much as I didn't love Fallout 4, I do want to tinker with that. It seems So cool. you think you aren't sure if you would buy Remastered Skyrim yet, but based on seeing more of... Because, of course, whatever they're going to show on that is going to look really good because they yeah, want it to look I just, really good for... I think it's going to be at that point in October when that game comes out, if I feel like I really want to play that game, I might get it. But at this point, it's also... There's just a part of me that's kind of like, I put so I know, much I know. time into that game. Like... It's a pretty big commitment. <laughs> plus hours of that game. And it's just the idea that... If I play it on a new console with a new save, it feels like that old save is gone. Like yeah. I know it does; it's still there, and I could go to my Xbox 360 and I can pull it up and I can start playing it again. I can look at my cool Daedric armor, but I mean, I guess the thing would be if you wanted to play some of it to see the remastered version because it did look cool. Yeah. You you know would maybe be willing to buy it with the intent of not playing. A hundred hours, but then you don't really want to spend sixty dollars. Yeah, on it. So exactly. So if it, it might was be cheaper in a year, maybe I'll. Play you it might be like, oh, I'll just buy it because I want to play some of this, but not feel like I have to play a I, whole new, you know, right. beginning to end game. Agree. Um, but not I, for sixty. Yeah, I think I think essentially what it's going to come down to is if the feedback to that game, that version of the game is, this is incredible. It looks so good. Like. You gotta try this if you love Skyrim. 
I'm, you know, I might make the plunge. Uh, if it's like, it looks really cool, but you don't need this. I'd probably just wait. And if it was maybe in a year, if it's 20 bucks, I'll be like, let's try it out. Like, I feel right. like playing an Elder Scrolls game. I'll play right. it for 20 hours. And if I don't want to play anymore, you know, I'll stop. But, yeah. So it's, it's kind of a wait and see, you know, like we'll see. But, um, but yeah, other than that, those were kind of the big things. Like, um, Bethesda yeah. didn't really have much else to say about anything. Like, there weren't really any big announcements. You know, Quake, there's that Quake, like, mm-hmm. kind of hero shooter that's coming out, which, let's see, I don't know about that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there wasn't, like, a ton of big stuff. Um, but, yeah, back to, you know, Sony. Um, uh, but, yeah, that Fee game looks pretty cool. I, I agree with that. Um, uh, Sony had, they showed off Days Gone. You know, we're from Ben. Ben Studio made that, which always makes me want to, like, check it out. Um, the, right, I want to support them the they're from our hometown. The responses to that game from people who've seen it uh, seem to be very positive, and it seems like a cool game. Uh, in the context of that press conference... It, it was, was kind of weirdly done. It, it just was kind of a downer, because I think that shouldn't have been... They should have either not saved that for last... And swapped it around and maybe put that first, put that first trailer, you know, like have that be the first thing and right. showing off that gameplay for trailer. Because that was the last thing they showed. Well, they, tr- they showed the trailer they for it early the on. Trailer, and which, then they, like they were trying to bookend yeah, it. It just but, felt. But then they showed the gameplay at the very end. And, af- and not that it didn't look cool, but after seeing everything else and also because it was at the end you were kind of expecting some sort of big yeah. revelation from it and it wasn't it was just like you're shooting lots of zombies yeah it to me the sony press conference i liked a lot but it felt like someone who picked all the right songs for a mixtape and didn't know how to sequence them uh it just felt like you know i said when we were watching i was like this is like you know, this is like the Roman Reigns Triple H ending WrestleMania, is, which you know just means you're you're ending with something that isn't going to leave people happy. Like, it, right, it it's was... not the contact con the content of the entire show because the content of the entire show absolutely would make it was people like happy the pacing. if you moved stuff around and like because if Resident Evil Seven had been the last thing you've seen. That maybe would have been that would have left people being like, "Whoa, yeah. that was crazy!" Or if God of War had been the last thing you said, and uh, you know, like Days Gone, I think would have been a great opener because people were wondering what that Ben Studio game was. Yeah, and that's a good teaser, and you could say you're like, "Oh, that looks kind of cool. Like that's interesting. I'm glad that yeah. I kind of got to see it. It looks a little generic, but whatever. It's kind of a good appetizer. But instead, it closed the show and that kind of. Yeah. But you know, I would say. Overall, that's neither here nor there. It's not important. It just kind of like... I it's not going to stop people... The games are the games. Like, ultimately, they showed the games that exist. You know, like right. they, they, It doesn't change what they showed. It was just... Yeah, it was just kind of like they had... They were making... Planning out the order, and they had, like, post-it notes with all the different things they were going to show up on a board or something, and then somebody bumped it, and they all fell down, and yeah, then they just, like, stuck exactly. them back up right. in a random order. <laughs> That's a good analogy. And you were yeah. kind of like... Well, this what is makes this? sense, but yeah. maybe in the context of, like, if if a few things had just been switched around a little yeah. differently, it would have maybe made more of an impact. Yeah, even. it 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 really is like you sometimes underestimate like how big of a deal 
the thing you end with is. Like, I think it's weird that people who, the people that are in charge at that high level of a company doing that wouldn't be like, hey, let's close with the really cool thing. Right. Like, it, like no one no one was just like, hey, wait, guys. Like, yeah, let's just throw God of War in. Yeah, that's the like, consensus of us people whose job it is not to plan that. It's like, hey, this seems a little clunky, and I probably could have yeah. arranged this better. It's Like, weird. why did no one who actually works for them be like, hey? It, it just, like, all, like, honestly, if you think about, like, to... Like all you, if you swapped, all you did was swap Days Gone with God of War. I think it leaves people super happy yeah. and positive leaving that. Yeah, yeah. As that opposed to, been... there's a tone to it that you you walk away going, and I, even I felt this, and I'm I understand, like I understood all that, and I felt okay about it, and I really loved all the games. Right. No. Up. Yeah. But I still even coming away from, it, I was like. That was a sad way to end that. Right. Or if the Days Gone thing had had some kind of twist or some sort of bigger reveal about something about the game. I was keeping it straight. There was like a part of me that was like, are they going to say Days Gone, Last of Us 2? Or like somebody somebody would be like, oh my God, like shocking. Like like you sort of were half expecting there to be some (laughs) big twist, right? Because it's at the... It's at the end. They're showing it. They've yeah. chosen to show it at the end, so there must be a reason for that, right. you're thinking. And, you know, yeah. this is all great and, you know, fine, and it looks... It's not that it looks bad, but I feel like it was hurt by the fact that you were kind of half expecting something mm-hmm. big to happen, and then it never really did. So, I don't know if this is true or not. Uh, the scuttlebutt, as it were, was that originally that was saved for the new Red Dead game. And at the last minute, that didn't oh, happen. So they had and to they like had to. There were they refuted that, and they said no, we didn't do it. But of course, they're going to say that, right? Um, because that's protecting the game that closed the show. But especially to me, the idea that they showed the trailer for that game early and then they closed right. the demo feels counterintuitive to how most uh, press conferences ever have been right. conveyed. So my my guess is that's probably I don't know if it is for sure Red Dead because every the Red Dead thing has been rumored on and off right. constantly for the past several months and more and more lately it's been like there's definitely going to be a new Red Dead game and it seems clear why would they not make a right, new Red Dead game right because that game's awesome everyone loves the Red Dead games and well at least the last Red Dead game but um they everyone loves that last game of course they're going to make another one at some point like what, and we haven't heard what Rockstar's doing lately. There's, there's not, you know, since Grand right. Theft Auto Five, that's been the last big thing. So I it, think that's the thing that came out is that people were saying that the rumor was that the plan was that was what was going to be dropped at and that then point. It didn't and it work just didn't out work out. They reason. weren't ready. They didn't like feel comfortable showing off anything at this point or something like that. And that was what they went with and it was last minute but even so if that were the case they at least probably knew right before and they could have been like well let's just swap these two things right anyway I I mean well the thing is maybe not because they had that symphony like live scoring everything they can't just be like oh hey symphony play this number at the end now like that's true they kind of have a flow and that was cool I mean that was very cool they had the live symphony I'm sure I honestly that probably would might be they might have done something different 
If that is the case where they, they had to swap red, something... They were playing that Red Dead score over Days Gone, probably. <laughs> That's what we did if that, if that happened, if that, if that is what happened, and they had to swap something at the last minute, maybe they would have done it differently, but they could only do so much because of having yeah. the live symphony there playing. That but they couldn't true. swap it up with them. You know, that's different than just, like, switching video clips, yeah. right? That might so. be true. I, I Yeah, I don't, who's to say? Uh, I know that it maybe killed a little momentum for them. Yeah. Um, but uh, overall, the, the games they showed were really great. Uh, they announced a, a definitive release date for Last Guardian, which is a game that a lot of people thought was never going to come out. Yeah, everybody out. was really excited about that. it looks fantastic, that. like it always did. Um, I'm really happy that's going to come out, and I'm, that's a game I will play the first day it comes out. I'm super excited about it. I loved both the other games that um, that they've made. Um, uh, I love Eco. I love uh, I love Shadow of the Colossus. So I'm really I've been waiting for that new game for a long time. You and everyone else yeah, in the audience, for sure. Everyone Everyone's was like, super excited for that game. Uh, <laughs> last year, everyone was shocked that they actually showed that it was still being made. And I think it said 2016, and people were I think still up until the day before E3 this year, people were still like, mm, I don't know if really? it's really going to happen. Uh, but they, you know, it's a definitive release date. Um, so I'm glad that that's actually coming out and that game looks great. And again, that's a game that, you know, like if I didn't have a PlayStation 4, I'd be like, man, I really want to play that game. Like that would be a bummer if I couldn't play it and it's exclusive, you know? Um, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, they already had announced a release date for it, but that game looks freaking amazing yeah, that and game I does cannot really wait cool. to play it. Uh, it's, it's a game, they showed that off last year and, you know, that, you know, but they they had already shown that game to be fair, like, and they showed a lot of it last year as well. But it still looks great, and I'm still really excited to play it. They, it was originally going to come out this fall, but they pushed it to next year, which I'm fine with. There's plenty of games to play. Uh, but uh, <laughs> there's never not games. That to game play. looks great. Uh, looks like Brave with robot animals. Yeah. So it looks really cool. I'm I'm really excited about that. Uh, I don't really care about Detroit. Um, I I don't hate those types of games. Was that the um, Android one? Yeah, that's the David new David Cage game. Oh, He's the yeah. one that did um uh what's that? Heavy Rain. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, um that, I played some of that. Yeah, and and those games are fine. I I mean we we both really liked um well uh, what's it called? The the one we played last year. Um the horror movie one. Until Dawn? Uh, Until Dawn. I like I really liked Until Dawn. Yeah, no, I great. really liked that, that too. That that wasn't a David Cage game, but um but similar it's a type similar type of, of game, branching, where it's, you know, decision like, making, exactly. Game. And and I think they did a that trailer for it was effective in the sense that it showed how many different paths there were. Uh, and a lot of those games kind of give you more of the illusion and that there's a like an illusion that there's a path as opposed to there actually being right. multiple paths. So they did a good job with that. Who's to say how accurate that is of the whole game? But um, they did a good job with that. But uh, I. I that the idea of that game isn't appealing to me. The, I think the reason I really engaged with Until Dawn was I liked the the story. It was a cool yeah. Horror I was movie just gonna to say it's I, a cheesy horror movie that the, was done really well. The Detroit one, um, I was like, okay, cool. Like this looks cool and stuff, but I have almost no interest in the storyline. Like I. I basically was not at any point like, oh, I really want to play this. I was like, all right, yeah, that could be a cool game. But I don't, I guess I just don't really care about 
the story and I feel like especially in a game where you, the whole thing is dependent on like the choices you make and you being invested and wanting to make the story go a certain way or make decisions I feel like the story is pretty important you know I mean it's not Halo where you could just like shoot guys and it doesn't really matter what the storyline is so I feel like not caring about yeah. it's all the about characters the and the story so, then is right. kind of a pretty big deal for yeah. that type of game so yeah I, I didn't I, have an especially big interest in playing it I mean that being said if it was just there I it's not that I wouldn't play it but I you know I'd almost have more interest in just playing until dawn again and making yeah, different choices I, I, I feel like I would rather I think I would rather play I want I do want to play until dawn again I because it was a fun game and it was, until dawn round two and maybe I cannot kill off Hayden at the last minute this we time. lost so many people at the end there it was well and Hayden I know it was a bummer when she died uh, it was like hold the controller still and I was like I am yeah you re- you really fucked that up <laughs> I was holding it still no you, you screwed it up uh, they, but yeah uh, so they showed off the Resident Evil 7 thing which uh, yeah. was an interesting they did it in a really weird way where it was like here's this weird horror demo also it's Resident Evil 7 surprise like, um, but yeah you know it like, looks scary I, I don't I, I I saw I haven't played the demo yet, so I can't speak to that. Um, I still need to download. It. I'll probably play it this weekend. But um, uh, it's cool that they're doing that thing that they're just dropping a demo for a game that isn't going to come out. It seems like a short amount of time before that game comes out. Like that with, between the time, I mean, it's, it's basically you know seven months uh, before it comes out, which is a very short from the time of announcement to release. That's right. a very short amount of time. The fact that it's in 100% in VR if you want to play it in VR. Uh, it's that's a bad decision. Uh, Who wants to play that game in I mean, VR? I most likely will not buy a PlayStation VR, at least at launch. Uh, I mean, I, I would I would love to have one if someone gave it to me for free, but I'm not going to pay $400 for it at launch uh, until I hear it's worth it. Um, but uh, I mean, shouldn't you have to have like some kind of medical checkup to make sure that no you'll be fine um (laughs) it just seems playing scary horror games in vr seems like a recipe for bad things to happen to you (laughs) um yeah maybe um it uh, but uh it looks it looks like pt which i like pt a lot i mean it kind of looks like scary as all get out it, it looked creepy, and it looked kind of Resident Evil-y in the way that they presented certain things. Um, they've said that it maybe will reference other things. It's not a reboot, but it maybe will reference other things. But also, it does not star any of the main protagonists. Like, there's no Claire, there's no Leon, there's no Jill. Like, it's... so. There's no Ashley? <laughs> Whatever will we Ashley, do with ourselves? I don't think she's been referenced since Resident Evil Four. I don't. I don't know. It's probably I, uh, for the best. But um, maybe. Well, there. I'm sure there's some reference buried in there, but not. I don't know how directly she's been spoken of. Uh, but uh, it, you know, it looks cool. I we'll see. I I I think it, it. They did a good job. Like you know, following up what we said before, they did a great job realizing it's time to switch that type of game over like people really liked pt a lot and i think they kind of were like maybe we should think about that thing like since pt isn't actually ever coming out or well silent hills yeah um but uh they did 
you know, they did a good job of, uh, you know, knowing it's time to change. And this is, essentially, they did one trilogy of games, uh, minus side side stuff. Uh, one trilogy of games that was that tank control isometric thing. Uh, they did another trilogy that was a third-person action game, and now they're starting with this first-person thing. So they're they're reinventing themselves, which is great. Uh, I, I'm one of the few that really, really likes Resident Evil 6, um, and so I, you know, I still lo love that game. Um, that game got really, really, really hammered badly by a lot of people, but I loved it. But I'm but you're not adverse to, to a no, new I'm 100% because that game's around and I can play yeah. it if I want to. I, I liked all the, of those. The action-y, I, I didn't play 6, but um, the ones before that that were like the more action-y ones, I played those and that's kind of more my jam of like, yes, they're scary stuff, but it's a little more, like this looks like a game that I would want to watch someone else play. Yeah, it seems, but it seems creepy. Yeah. I don't want to be the one to play it. Yeah. Whereas the previous Resident Evil games, not the really early ones, but the newer ones, I do and did want to play those and could have fun and not just be stressed out the whole time. Um, but, like, even just watching PT, I was like, oh, God, this PT's is so stressful. PT's really scary. <laughs> I, it, it's hard, man, it's it's hard physically to play those games. Yeah, like, because if when it's you're scary, so stressed out, it's hard yeah. to even make yourself move forward, like, look at the screen enough to move forward. Yeah, it, it's tough. Uh, yeah, it looks creepy. I, I want to try it out. I, I mean, like, I'm not not going to play it because it's, I, yeah. I really, no, I just I, like I just want to watch you play it so that I don't have yeah, to play it, but I, I can still see it. It's it's it looks creepy. Uh, too spooky for me. Too spooky uh, for me. <laughs> uh, they did the so the other thing they announced was the. It, was, it felt kind of trolly to me. Like last year, so Sean Layton last year wore the Crash Bandicoot shirt. Oh yeah, and people got really pissed off because they didn't announce anything. They didn't say anything. Yeah, Everyone's been waiting for Crash so much. So excited for like the thirty the excitement. seconds. Excitement, man! I felt real bad because now, to be fair, so they Act did announce a thing. Yeah, Activision has the rights to those games, but people want a new crash, like a true new Crash Bandicoot game, uh, and. And that's fine. I like the Crash Bandicoot games. I played Crash Bandicoot, and I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't hold it in as high of esteem as some people do, but I enjoyed them quite a bit uh, in the early PlayStation game, games. I didn't play any of the ones, like, when it went over to Xbox and, like, stuff later. So I, I played the first, like, two or three um, on the original PlayStation, and I, I liked them. Um, there is, uh, in Uncharted 4, there's a segment where you... You're you're with uh, Elena at your house, like during one of the chapters, and she like they're kind of just having fun. They're joking around, and she he's like he makes a bet with her, and to win the bet, he tries to play Crash Bandicoot, <laughs> and uh, you actually play <laughs> oh, the first fun. Crash Bandicoot like on the game and stuff, uh, which was which was fun, um, but. Uh, it's not aged super well. Yeah, uh, well, I can imagine. I was like really struggling. I didn't beat, I didn't beat the segment. I don't know what happens if you win the segment <laughs> where you beat her because I failed miserably at it. Um, she takes off all her clothes. You missed it. <laughs> Damn. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, 
It was. I felt really bad. I felt really bad for the ice. Because, to be fair, like you said, they did announce yeah, but stuff. People got so excited. But those for like people were high. Ten they were seconds. Their they minds. showed. So he he walks out onto the stage and his shadow. Best bandicoot. Brandicoot music was playing. Yeah, in the and his shadow, like which he's on, like the screen. They have the screen goes to the into the floor. So on the screen. His shadow is showing up as Crash's shadow. People were losing their minds. And it, then it cuts to the audience and like all these people in the like, front row, there were these girls that just were like screaming in their mouths. Like they just, it was the most one excited. One tore off the person next to them arm and was hitting them with a... I don't remember it that It was part. crazy. Uh, um, but but, the and thing, then he was like, hey, this thing that you don't care about. And everybody was like, oh. No, well, people, I think people are happy because this is a step. I think... Ultimately, this is what you have to do to dip your toe into it before in you a go game. the next thing. Yeah. yeah. So, so the two things they announced were they're remastering the first three. He said from the ground up, which I don't know what that means because they did not show any footage from it. So hopefully, it's a good remaster. But so the conflict to me was that it said remaster and then from the ground up, which it's not a remake. But it's from the ground up. Right. Which, those are two different things. So I don't know what he means, but hopefully it looks good. And it plays Maybe he means like from the literal rip. ground in the game. Right. Up. I don't think that's... Oh. Uh, but that that's cool if they do that and those games look good. and Because I, I, I would totally be in to play those games again. Especially if it's like, you know, they charge a good price for those and like it looks nice. I would totally play those games again. Um... And that would get people back. I think the idea is to get people back. This is all about getting Crash back right. into the general public. So it's more than just those three girls in the front long. row that would be really excited yeah, about at it. At this point, it's been too long. Another smart thing they did is this thing where they're they're putting Crash Bandicoot into Skylanders. Which, yeah. So that is essentially moving him into the perspective of younger kids. And to be fair, I've never played a Skylanders game. I, I've played other Toys to Life games. i I like Amiibo. Uh, those aren't... I wouldn't really consider them quite the same thing. Uh, but, but do I you like actually Disney use those? You can use them, but they're not in but the same. But I mean, It's have not you... toys to life. Uh, it's not... You don't... It's not like you put them on a thing and then oh, they become... Oh, okay. Uh, it's I was like, because like they're just sitting there in the package. Put them, yeah, because they look cool. That's the only reason I like Amiibo, because I like them. Uh, and uh, I, don't, I don't use them as... Right. Because they right, don't okay. really do anything. Whereas, like, the Disney Infinity characters Those are like actually two play the playing game. the yeah. characters. Uh, and I like Disney Infinity. Um, but uh, Skyliner, you know, it's the same type of game. Um, I've never played it before. I don't think I'll play that game. I'll probably buy the Crash Bandicoot because I like Crash Bandicoot. I yeah. might buy the little toy. He's kind of a goofy redesign, but I don't care. I'd be like, I like Crash Bandicoot. Dan hated it. Other Dan. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, from, from Giant, Giant Bomb, Bomb yeah. uh, he mentioned multiple times how he thought it looked kind of. It was. It, it's a little. Uh, it feels like here's Crash Bandicoot for the kids. <laughs> like it felt like kind of like it, it yeah. felt like he was kind of like a silly or crazier version. But I mean, but to be you fair, can also be a banana head guy, so kind of yeah. makes no sense. that i don't know how that game works you can draw pictures <laughs> i would just draw like you know copyrighted characters and i don't think that's really how it works because then it showed that you can like 
the part where they actually stuff. showed it yeah. scrolling it, it through. Like I think maybe they were just like showing like kids. Here's kids' drawings of their characters they've right, created or something. Exactly. Not like you're the, drawing a picture then holding it up. To bad <laughs> misrepresentation of how the game works. We were just like, wait, what's happening? Because right that now? would be really cool if you could actually right. do that. But I would. It's funny because like you can do anything you want is the idea, and as I think long all as it I would do is create characters that already exist. I would be like, no, I don't want to make my own banana man. I want to create. I'm gonna draw, you know, Captain America. I'm gonna draw Spider Man. Like that's yeah. what I'm gonna do. But uh, it would, you know, like I, I still think, I don't know. I'm, I'm up for more Crash stuff. I, I I'm not gonna play the Skylanders game uh, but if it leads to more Crash stuff eventually that'd be really cool because I think people there are a lot of people that really want that and I think there's an audience for that but I think they're testing the they're waters they're trying to this build a, a bigger audience yeah this is a very smart way of doing this they're like this is cheap we can remaster the old games we'll just do that and then it'll have people have a game for those you know that audience will get yeah. something because if they don't give them anything else at least you give them this and then we also are going to put it in this game that we know kids are going to like, and then kids will recognize the character, and then the kids will be like, oh, there's a new one? I want to play that game, like yeah. because I like that guy in Skylanders. It just seemed like the way they did it... I mean, I guess I don't know how you would sort of announce a Crash thing without oh, people yeah, possibly no, thinking there was a new they, game, but they did it in it a way where I feel felt, like they were really building it up, like, yeah. oh my god, Crash Bandicoot. They, they fucked up. <laughs> They, they, Those it poor felt, people. It wasn't as row. bad as last year. Last year felt like super trolling because he just wore that shirt and it was like, right. So there's nothing, and why are you wearing that shirt? Like right. you clearly are like trying to get people excited for it, and there's nothing for a year. And then this year it was kind of like, it seemed like they were like, I know we messed with you last year, but this year there's he's really in Skylanders, yeah. and they're like, no. But this year and you're like. <gasps> He's a Skylander. It was, like, it was oh. a very distinct, like, those people, man, it, the excitement was so big. Yeah, and then it, it was, was like really big. off a cliff. Yeah. It was crazy. And I think people were like, oh, well. And, and then okay. they're like, oh, okay, yeah. I guess that's, that's the thing, you know. A thing still. Uh, but they weren't like, ah. But, um, they were really excited. About I, uh, they also, they showed off um, the Spider-Man game from Insomniac, mm -hmm. which I'm so excited about. I love Insomniac. Uh, they make all the Ratchet and Clank games, and I love those, and I love Spider-Man games. Uh, even, Just swinging about, even bad ones. Bimbly. I I hope if anyone will do a good version of those, like of Spider-Man, like they'll be able to do it. Um, the the suit looks interesting. I, it's kind of a different version of the suit, but it's like the mask looks like the Civil War mask. It has the animated eyes and oh. stuff, and the the big white like. Yeah. on it, which yeah. was a little, that's a little off-putting, but overall, it doesn't matter to me. I'm sure they'll give you alternate outfits. Right, and, yeah. Like, so you can pick whatever you want. You can be Black Suit Spider-Man, I'm sure. But, uh, it, it looks cool. Like, it looks like a Spider-Man game. Um, and I, but again, this is, a, this is an exclusive, like, which is kind of crazy that they somehow got a Spider-Man game that's exclusive. Like, yeah, that's impressive that they were able to do that, but. I, well, what were they saying? Something about the maybe this was part of the deal that they made, like when Spider Man was brought back into the fold. Well, I think so. I I think that's absolutely what it was. So, like, um, also we could get a video game. No, out of I, it. I think I think what happened probably in that situation because they had. To, the, I mean, when they made that deal with Marvel, um, obviously, I mean that's uh, the deal with Marvel slash Disney. Uh, they essentially were like, well, you can use 
we'll put them in your universe, but we still technically we're the people that are releasing the movie, and but right. you make it's kind of a and weird we want scenario. the rights to do these other things. Yeah, uh, I think Disney owns the merchandising rights to that, but they probably were like because I mean obviously Sony. <clears throat> Sony Pictures is the ones that have the rights to Spider-Man in the films. Uh, but they probably... I, I would be really shocked if they didn't say, like, well, if there's any other, you know, franchises that are video games, VR, blah, 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 we have the rights to do that, and it's exclusive to our platform. I yeah. think that would, I would be really surprised if they didn't do that. It's 100%. I, I would be surprised. I mean, it's that. smart. No, absolutely. I think that's the right way to go for them. Um if it, they probably, I mean, because the thing is, Spider Man's in like Disney Infinity and stuff, like so. They, I'm sure, like that is kind of above that, you know, like because it's a different platform. But I'm sure they said like, if there's a Spider Man game, that's our game. Yeah, we are the only ones that get a Spider Man game. Uh, so that's smart. Good on them, like uh, for doing that. And I mean, it's a small concession for Disney to make to get Spider Man in their universe. I mean. It's, they're going to make more money by having Spider-Man in their universe than anything else. Which is weird because they didn't really use it too much in the promotion of Civil War, but that's a, neither here nor there. Um, but uh, That's a different podcast. Yeah. Uh, but it looked like a cool game. I'm excited for that a lot. Yeah. I, I lo- I, even bad Spider-Man games I really like because yeah. I just like swinging around. Yeah, well, like, they're fun. Um, I mean, but, as long as the swinging around is a prominent element of the game, then yeah. They always are. Right, because what um, else would you do? With it's Spider-Man? all about how good the swinging is, which is weird because the best swing is still Spider-Man Two, uh, the Spider-Man Two game, which came out so long ago, and no one's been able to emulate it as huh? good as it was. Uh, Maybe this one. Maybe it's this time to shine. For if this anyone one. does it, Insomniac will be able to do it. Um, I trust them. Um, but it's cool that they got a really good game company to actually make this game. And it's not just some random company that they just, you know, they gave them a license. It's not, it doesn't seem like it's actually in this, it's not, a, they didn't really say what the name no. of the game was. They gave the hashtag, it was like hashtag Spider-Man PS4. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't actually say what the name of the game was or indicate whether it took place in the continuity of the Marvel Universe, which... It seemed like it didn't. Like it seemed no. like it was just kind of its own like thing. it's just Spider Man. Like just Spider Man's yeah. Spider Man game. Not like Captain America's gonna be coming in. Yeah, no. It's it seemed like it was just like their own thing, and that's probably my guess is Insomniac probably wouldn't have done it if it was like you have to be beholden to the Spider Man Marvel license, where it's like everything like it all right. has to take place in the Marvel cinematic universe. And you have, I think they were probably like it's part of the thing about getting a great game company like that is you're gonna have to give them some leeway, right? Like, so they can do what they want. We're gonna to give do, you, yeah. you can play with Spider Man, like you can have fun with it. So, um, but anyway, yep, it, it looked, looked really good. cool. It was, they didn't show much of it, but it looked great. I, I had heard rumors about that game being in existence for months, six weeks, and I was hoping that it was true. Um, and I'm really happy that it came. Uh, and then the, the only other really big announcement, especially for me, um, was uh, Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Um, it's not a stupid name. Um, it's a Kojima name. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. But uh, Kojima can just do whatever he wants. Yeah, he can now. Uh, and that's, you know, that's that's for me as... A Metal Gear fan, the silver lining of the whole stuff with Konami and him basically getting forced out and Konami doesn't really make video games anymore. 
um, is that now he can just kind of do what he wants, which is sad because I don't get another Metal Gear game. Um, but you get something even more insane. That that well exactly, and I'm fine <laughs> with that. I got all the Metal Gear games that I need in my life. Um, I don't necessarily need any more. That story was told, and I will revisit those games forever. And I love those games. I always will. Um, but I don't necessarily need more to the story. I mean, he answered everything really. Like I mean, any blank can be filled in. I don't need more. In that last one, honestly, didn't have more story like than it like there it was pretty minimal in how much story there was to it and what there was wasn't the best story that he's told as much as i enjoy i enjoyed it um because he was secretly busy working on this no there's no game this there's no game to this he he has been touring the world over the last few months looking for engines to make this game Yeah, but that doesn't mean he wasn't working on a story. Yeah, he has a story for it. I'm sure he has some vague story for this, but uh, clearly, as all the other games have proven, that he writes as he goes. Um, But Because it was real weird. Yeah, it is weird, but, like, I mean, that's what makes me excited about it. It seems it has weird, cool imagery, and it's... No one else makes stuff like that. Like... Yeah, no one no. else would give that guy... That I'm guy's not against have, it. I'm just saying it was real weird. That guy is going to have $100 million plus million to make the weirdest fucking game yeah. in the world. Like, like, just go for it. Do whatever you want. And it's going to be... That, and that's the thing. I, that's why I love Kojima so much. Is like, the, they were... Like, Sony, like, wanted to lock him down. Like, like to say... Because, like, I think this is a... I think this is... I don't know if it's just, I think they said console-exclusive PlayStation. Um, piece, I think it's maybe on PC eventually or something like that, but I don't think it's coming to Microsoft platform. Um, but uh, they, everyone wanted him, like, I mean, and even after the reputation he would have of just spending all the money, um, they like they, you know, everyone wants his games because he has such a strong fault. Fo- like everyone, like his fans are the biggest fans in the world. Right. Like, I mean, like I'm living proof of that. Like I mean, like I'll do, I'll play every game that guy ever makes, and I'll, uh, and I'm probably love him because it's so he's just on another weird level. Like he, people don't give. To me, he's kind of like a. Uh, I mean, they don't make similar stories or anything, but, like, I would consider him the type of, like, a Zack Snyder where it's, like, he has a vision, and for some reason people gave him a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, And it's not for everyone. But the people that like it really like it. Uh, But it's a... It's... Regardless of how you feel about it, it's shocking that people gave him that much money right. to do it. Like, that's how I, like, that's what I feel, you know, like, basically every Zack Snyder movie is like that, and, like, every Kojima game is like that, where it's like, wow, I can't believe they gave him this much money to make something like this for, that's supposed to be a thing for everyone. Right, yeah. Uh, because I would argue that those those Metal Gear games, uh, outside of maybe the first Metal Gear Solid, uh, and maybe the you know, the early Metal Gear games. Um, 
they are the most esoteric mainstream games that I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, they're so... like. Do people not like them? Or do people just not really play... Do you know what I mean? Like, just with the comparison of Zack Snyder... Like, people go to see that, and they're like, we hate Zack Snyder, no, 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 we no, no. hate I this I mean, movie. the difference is that, generally, his Kojima's games are highly loved. Uh, like, people love his games, whereas the general public seems to revile Zack Snyder right. in a lot of ways. Right, so there's not a lot of people that play Kojima's games and are like, I don't like this. No, 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 no. I mean, there are, especially Metal Gear Solid V, uh, Phantom Pain got a lot of detractors um, uh, in particular, but um, you'll, you'll hear a lot of, like, angry minority, you know, like, opinions about, like, it's a, it's a you know, a loud minority. But in general, I mean, if you look at, like, the reviews for every Metal Gear Solid game, they are universally beloved by reviewers, and everyone thinks they're, like... Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain was almost, like, in everyone's top five list of video games last year. So but not if like you that. read if you read what people say about it, people have really strong opinions about right. it. And okay. it's just because people are passionate about those games. But um, my I wasn't making a comparison in the, no, I know. I was what just people curious. say about I, it. My I comparison is, they're weird. They both do really weird things... For the for how size of the is, yeah. audience, they're supposedly communicating, and people um, continue to let them do that. Yeah, which which is I, probably less surprising in Kojima's case because uh, he still sells a lot of games. Um, but but especially like this game, like it's one of the weirdest, and for a lot of people, I would you, I mean I. For the average consumer, it seems like that would be a really off-putting, weird trailer. But I also think that... Well, it's really intriguing. Yeah, but anyone... I would also say... But also you have Norman Reedus in there, so... Huh? Norman Reedus? Yeah, yeah. And, well, he was supposed to be in Silent Hills. Um, But, I mean, that's going to draw a mainstream... Yeah, sure. People love that man. I guess, but I don't know if that audience overlaps that much no. then it might be the case <laughs> it's not going to get them to buy the video game I, I think it. it's it's interesting that, well I think generally the people that are watching E3 press conferences right, no. are probably already well in tune with what Kojima's doing and right. they're super I mean people you know like, you look at the audience when Kojima came out they went crazy right in know? that context of course everyone's you gonna know, be like people super love, hyped people love him in that community but in and, the general like internet out in the world people are people gonna watch that how many people in a hundred do you think know who Hideo Kojima is like if you just ask them on the street, it's None. it's almost no. I would say it was probably maybe one to two people. It's very very. I would think it was very unusual. But the people that love them really love them. Right. Um, but I think a lot of, more people have probably heard of Metal Gear Solid, and right. you know, like they're, they're I just think those games are just interesting to me in general. Yeah. His games in general. Uh, it's not just that franchise, but um, but my point is that Metal Gear Solid has that. Right, so even the people who don't really know who Kojima is, or like don't know his role necessarily, but know of Metal Gear Solid, or have played some of any of the games, or at least have heard of it, there's something, right, that that is tied to. This 
is just completely random. It's it's going off of one hundred percent his name. It is based on Kojima's name. This be like so, which is interesting because, yeah, how much importance does that have to the average person? I don't know. I I, I don't. I don't think it's that important to the average person. I, man, uh, he like he's someone I almost kind of wish would just direct movies. Like he, he has such a strange eye for action that I kind of just want him to be like a director. Um, but then I would be really bummed if he didn't make games anymore. Um, right. But the thing that most bums me out about this game. It's probably not going to come out for like a really years. long time. It's yeah. not going to be out forever, uh, and that's the thing. Like it, it's such a, it sucks being such a fan of his games because they don't come out very often, and there is nothing else like them. Like there's nothing else that like it was like Song of Ice and Fire before you could just watch the show. <laughs> Yeah, well, like having yeah, to wait yeah. a really long time for something that you really love. Yeah, and there, cause, cause, yeah, and that's true. Like, I mean, because there's not a lot of writers similar, to, you know, like there's to George R. R. Martin. You know, like there's kind of, I mean, you could find other things that hit similar notes, but like I would say, like, cause you know, before, before Phantom <clears throat> Pain came out was, it was four or five years since, uh, the last main mainline. Metal Gear Solid game. Uh, I guess, well, I guess uh, Peace Walker came out after, um, after four, uh, which, but that still would have been maybe 2012. Um, no, it was before that, man. Peace Walker probably came out in 2009 or 10. So, like, it was at least five, five years, um, since the last one. So, like, waiting ever that long each time to play one of his games is a bummer. Um, but it's cool that he's doing his thing. Yeah. I mean, it, um, it's so, the trailer, you know, is so weird and so crazy, but it makes you, like, I'm like, okay, I want, what is this game going to be? You know? Because it's, was really just a conceptual trailer. Like you said, there's not even a game really at all yet. So it was just kind of, I guess, to give you an idea of, like, maybe what some of the feel or, like, concept of the game would be. But because it was so crazy, uh, or, you know, just, it was weird. And, but it, it made me definitely be like, okay, this is going to be, like, I want to see it, you know. I want to know what this game is actually like, because how do you turn this, like, if you haven't watched it, you should go watch it. Um, and then you'll know. But like if you watch that it's like okay how how does this become a video game? Like what how does this translate into a playable video game? Um and so I think I you know am just, like like because of the craziness factor alone it makes me want to see what the game's going to be like because it's like oh my gosh what is this going to be? You know, how is this going to turn into a game and what does that look like? Uh, well, what I, I would say, if you watch some of like certain Metal Gear trailers, like 
they have the same kind of like, what is this? What am I looking at? Right. Like, I don't know what this is. But that's what um, I mean. Until you see the game, you don't really know how that reflects right. on the game or how it translates and, to and, a game. Well, and ultimately, you know that a Metal Gear game is going to be very action-heavy and stuff like that. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised. He likes doing very fast-paced, action-heavy games. So, maybe he wants to do something totally different. I don't know, but... I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of those things where it's like, this is like the beginning of the game, you know, like maybe this is the intro, like it could be, who knows, uh, but this is like, maybe this is like an early segment of the game, but then the rest of it is just like this really fast-paced action game, like it, right. there's a good chance that's just what it is, right. and it's just shooting people. But still, like, what what are those floaty things in the air, like what happened to all the animal life, like I, you know, it's... I want to know that. I'm not just like, oh, this is crazy and dumb and I don't care. It's like, whoa, this, like, shit's going down, but what is, what is it? What does this mean, you know? So, like you said, it's a long time away, but definitely. Yeah, it'll be a long, long time. <laughs> I'd be, honestly, I would, my guess for that game would be 2018. Um, late 2018. I was going to say, that's only... Two years from now. Uh, I think that's... It's feasible for 2018. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a year later than that, but um, I would. my guess would be 2018. Uh, it's going to be a while, though, for that game. It's 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 weird that they even really showed up, but I think it's good that they did to just get kind of people in the mindset for, ex, you know, expecting to see updates occasionally from that game, but um, it looks cool. Like, I mean, it looks really weird. Um and it makes me excited. Yep. Uh, but in the pants. Uh, well, I mean, Metal Gear is like your Norman favorite or... thing ever. So this you ain't know me has to be pretty exciting for you. I yeah I, I yo Kojima's my he's my muse. He he is one of my icons. Like in the you know like the people that I look to, like. I, I don't even know if I really consider him, like, a truly great, like, storyteller, but he writes stories that I like. Um, in the same way, he writes similar stuff, like, that, in the, I love him in the same way that I love, like, Grant Morrison, in that he writes convoluted, difficult-to-penetrate things that are kind of, like, that turn off most people. Uh, yeah. Whereas Grant Morrison, I would probably say, is actually better writer uh but i i still i just i find that very appealing but and do you think that part of the appeal is that it is sort of crazy like you're like yeah, no, oh no. what crazy thing is kojima doing now what's going on right well, now no, I, I think it like that's part I of think what i makes it. i like stuff that's that's super off-putting <laughs> like thing things that are like you don't want this why would you want this? This is a this is a bad thing. Like you you shouldn't enjoy this. Like most people aren't gonna like this. That makes that's a, to me feels like a challenge in a lot of ways. And I feel like the Metal Gear games like they just got progressively more esoteric and like difficult to penetrate unless you know the story really well. And like even then, it feels like you have to look up wikis to understand what the hell is going on. Right. And I love that. I love that. And that's what the same thing with Grant Morrison's writing. It just feels like you're like. I don't understand any of that the first time I read it. Or I don't understand Kojima's games. Like things happen where I'm like, wait, I didn't, 
I didn't get that. Like, I've played those games lots of yeah. times, but if, if people are like, well, explain to me all this stuff, I'm like, it's tough. I can give you most of the general guidelines, but even though I've played Metal Gear Solid 4, you know, four or five times, like, if someone's like, explain everything that was happening with the Patriots, I'd be like, uh, well, also, you're just can like, can I write I can't it down? Like, be bothered. I wouldn't even want to try. It's yeah. just like, but I like that. I just like that. It feels like you like really convoluted. Well, I think I think there's a part of me that just enjoys being in the special club. You know, like and everyone yet likes you've never cared about the Halo storyline. Well, the Halo storyline's dumb. <laughs> but it's just the same. It's like kind of convoluted. Nah, you don't really know what's happening. You have to like I, read the information guess, on it. I don't. I think that's different in the sense that I think the reason that I struggle when when I play a Metal Gear game and I'm like I didn't quite follow that it's because I need to like look at it and see it like written down and be like oh okay I can put that together because in the Halo, Halo not games, everyone's related they talk and I'm just like my 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 <laughs> mouth opens up and just, just like a because they buzzing. just start talking about stuff that I don't care about, and I'm just like, oh, there's Master Chief. You're like, hurry up, I want to shoot some aliens. Yeah, exactly. I just don't care at all. Whereas in Halo, it feels like the the story is very much secondary to you getting to shoot. Right, right. The Covenant. I'm you know, sure like, there would be Halo fans that disagree with that. But oh I, yeah, no, I do I, agree with I, that. I, I'm sure there's lots of Halo fans. I just want to really shoot some plug. Love the lore of Halo, and I think there is like kind of a fun convolutedness to it. And like, I don't deny people their enjoyment of Halo. I it's not for me. Like they're they're the, the Halo storyline, but I feel like it's different in the sense like to me it feels like. Metal Gear games are more me not understanding them are more because it is actually weird and hard to penetrate as opposed to me checking out when I'm I'm listening to a Halo story I'm just like I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm going to get a soda. And it's mostly because I'm just trying to get to the next thing. It's that the storyline feels secondary, whereas, like, to me, actually, like, and I think for most people, the disappointment with Phantom Pain was that it felt like there the gameplay was the more important thing than the storyline. And it feels like it, that's the first Metal Gear game that has been like that. It's always, like, that game was... You know, maybe like, you know, four to six hours of cutscenes at most. And it's a 70 to 80 hour long game. Metal Gear Solid 4, you you literally have hour and a half cutscenes between small segments of gameplay. And that, I like that. I was like, this is just watching like a stupid ass action movie that I really have a good time with. Yeah. But like, it felt like, I think Phantom Pain is almost perfect from a gameplay standpoint but i won't lie and say that like i was a little bummed out that it wasn't that there were no hour it wasn't weird out weird like i didn't get to sit there and put my controller down i was still holding my controller every cutscene four you just set in your controller you're like i can can go play for an hour doesn't matter i don't need to hold this like i'm just gonna be sitting here watching this i can get some popcorn like you literally can go make popcorn sit down eat your whole bag of popcorn (laughs) throw the popcorn it's a movie take the trash out saying that you wish that kojima made movies he basically already has they're just within the context they're really long movies like if you play you play through four skipping cutscenes, it's like a five-hour game (laughs) uh 
And it's a 20-hour game when you play with Gutsy. Yep. Uh, sounds... But, anyway. It's like a thing. I like Kojima. Yep. So you were excited about that? Yeah. That was pretty much it, right? That's it. Yeah. Uh, okay, E3. I don't know if E3 is going to be around forever. It seems like we're at a point where the times they are changing and E3 is kind of a dinosaur it's not that's, keeping up it, it just I don't think it's necessary anymore um, I will say that seeing I was looking at some of the photos of um, the different booths on the floor and they are some of them are very elaborate yeah no they super, are super like more elaborate than Comic Con yeah, San Diego no, Comic Con booths which Nintendo I didn't a crazy I didn't know that about yeah like I didn't to me I guess like I said, I haven't watched a ton of E3, E3 coverage in the past. I don't know that much about it. Um, but it was kind of like, okay, you know, why would you really want to go? I mean, I guess in, besides just being in the audience, like when they're talking about it, but like what's the draw, you know, besides just sitting in the press conferences, which you can, you know, watch live. And But it actually seems like the all the seeing everything on the floor and the booths and stuff, there's some pretty elaborate setups and things worth seeing and experiencing there as well, in addition to just the, the press conference material. Yeah, they definitely... There's there's a handful of, of companies that are still, like, still holding the old, you know, perspective at E3 and treating it like it used to be treated. But there, most of the booths used to be like that. Like, it used to be, like, really elaborate, and it was the most important event of the year. And now it feels like the press conferences are still treated like the most important release of information in a year. But, you know, PlayStation now has the, they have their PlayStation experience in December and they release a lot of cool stuff at that time. And like, it just feels like they don't, it's not as important. Do you think it will completely go away or do you think it might just convert to just the press conferences and not having sort of more of like a convention feel. I wouldn't be surprised if E3 is it's still a thing in the sense of the name E3. Like I wouldn't be surprised if there is still a thing called E3. I don't think it'll be the same thing. I think within five years, I can't imagine that E3 as it stands now is going to be exactly the same. Maybe it will be, maybe it'll be totally wrong, but just the way that it's slowly, it just seems like there's more and more publishers that are pulling out of it um, and they're just deciding to do their own thing. Um, and I think that's just going to be the way of it. And it, like, because you don't need it anymore. The way that people are tied up in their knowledge of, of, every company's right everything like i mean like you can get access to any information you don't need to like share stuff to the press at one specific event you you just post stuff when you want to post stuff and like kind of like you were saying um when you were a kid and you followed e3 you know you would get video game magazines or things that had like write-ups about e3 and you know, yeah. that was the way that you got information about E3, and it was, like, later, you know, after it had happened, and, right. you know, whatever journalistic channels you were going through, that was how you are getting, getting the information, whereas now, it's like, 
every everybody knows just all knows all the stuff already all the time and yeah. um you know it's live and so there's a pretty big difference in how people are even learning this information yeah yeah it's it's just a different world and i don't think the way that it stands now is necessarily super important um it, i think maybe there's a chance that my, i wouldn't be surprised if it some point it evolves into something that's closer to SDCC um, because I think that's the only reasonable way to sustain it as it is now unless they totally change it completely uh, if you open it up to everyone and just make it a convention because PAX is bigger and bigger every year yeah. now there's four pa five PAXs there's, people well, would there's, go there's to E3 PAXs. if you could just go yeah, to E3 like, you got you like. To, wouldn't you go to E three? I would totally if I could. Uh, if because it's not that far. If it's still in L A. or if they did it in San Diego or anywhere in Southern California, I'd go over there. Why wouldn't you? Like, yeah. if it costs like the same as it costs to go to WonderCon or even SDCC, like, yeah, like do that and do the same thing. Like, it doesn't need to be a, for journalists, like games journalism. It doesn't need to be about that. Like, it they can still come. And treat it the same way because that's how Amicon is now. Right. Like people still come and they still, you know, show off stuff and it's a big deal and they have these big news and like big trailer releases and all this stuff. Uh, but you don't need to make it this weird specific just for press. Right, like, just, just for like, the industry. Yeah, it doesn't need to be an industry thing. I think if Especially if you want it to survive. If in they that. want it to, but it doesn't need to. I, I'm of the mind that there doesn't need to be an E3 period at this point. I right. love E3. This week is one of my favorite weeks of the year. Probably only second to Comic-Con. Like, I love E3 and I look forward to it every year. But what's, ultimately, like, who cares? What's like, the, like, the monetary, like, do games journalists pay to go to it? Is I, it just free? Like, do they make any money from it? Or is it basically just they're paying to promote do you know what I mean? Like, Comic-Con, all the attendees buy badges, and it's, a, you know... I think it's... There's it's, some kind of revenue coming in. Well, yeah, but it's still a volunteer. Like, it's not... They're a non-profit. Comic-Con, like... Comic-Con's a non-profit. So, I think... I don't think E3... I, I really couldn't speak to that. Like, I don't know. I, I, don't, think they, I don't think they make money. It's just... it's. This, I think it's set up the same way. Um, I think... At, Everyone pays their own way to go there. and Right. So it's just like stuff. you're paying money to promote your thing. Yes. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think uh, some people are invited and some people are, you know. I mean, I think the event is basically self-sustaining with what. Yeah, but like who's footing who, the bill for like the space and the I think you have to rent space like so you have to pay for space on the floor and stuff like that so I think okay. that's where the money is coming from stuff like that and you know renting out rooms in the area and stuff like that and that's one of the reasons why it probably won't be able to sustain itself is that you essentially are you're having big people like Disney doesn't make games anymore basically uh, Infinity was the last thing they were doing and then they pulled out and they're no longer publishing games uh so they don't have a booth anymore, and that doesn't exist anymore. So that's a huge chunk of revenue that E3 doesn't have anymore. Right. And the, everything that I've been seeing is the floor is just wide open now this year. Um, whereas, you know, 
10 years ago it was except you know, around the walk. sexy lady vr booth right yeah naughty america is just killing it um <laughs> but uh yeah i don't i don't i don't know um so yeah i, I really i mean this is that for me is just conjecture i don't so I don't at some really point they'll have to make it. some decisions about I think I think Majorly we are going changing. to see big changes with E3 within the next few years. I would be really surprised if it doesn't. But my hope for it would be that it goes to being a fan event that does the same thing, and you have a the you know the press conference is the Hall H type situation where right. you just have people come. You're gonna have people that are super. They already do that. Like they they get a select amount of people. You know, but. Like a fans that they get to go right to clearly things. like all yeah, those yeah, girls yeah. who were but, really excited but, about Crash Bandicoot. But Band the thing is, like just... all these people that are tied up with games journalism that are in the audience, like you see them, they're typing on their laptops, and you're like, why do you need? They're streaming this right now. Like yeah. you can watch this. Like why do you need to type up that they just announced the Crash Remastered? Well, collection? I mean, there's something to say of for like I guess the spin your spin on it and it, you know if your outlet isn't covering e3 and all the other ones are even though people can just watch it you know what i mean like until e3 is no longer a thing it's a pretty big thing so you have to do it even know, if it doesn't I, make a lot of sense but i'm just saying because the in general can just get it anywhere there's no reason for that right. like because everyone can you can those same journalists can write the same article based on watching the stream of E3. Uh, so it's not... N- you could replace to, oh, all to those To be people. there in the audience, you mean, right. not to just Except, have it. That's all I mean. All those people could be replaced with fans... Right. Which that are, arguably could make your press conference seem better. Like, if... Oh, people are going to go crazy. If, if you replace all the journalists who are busy absorbing and typing with... Fans who are super excited yeah. about stuff. Well, and that was no. It's gonna make you seem. It's gonna like for people at home watching it. It's gonna give your press conference a better vibe if the audience. Yeah. Like the audience feeling definitely has a huge impact on how something comes off. Like you can tell the vibe of like the, the audience. EA thing. Like there's just a bunch of people like just like checking their phones. Right. Not, yeah. So it didn't seem like. They and they kept them. like cutting to the audience at yeah. certain parts, and you're just Looking like, stop, stop cutting the audience. Like they they don't look excited. No. They don't. And each you know little thing like that. Whereas like someone might not look at that directly and think like, oh, that person doesn't care, so this is dumb. But like each little element like that adds up to bringing down the overall feel of excitement about your thing. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. My hope for it is that. Yeah. It, is, it doesn't mean that that's going to happen. Most likely, that probably won't happen. Or if they do, they'll transition it to multiple events. Because the, the PlayStation Experience thing is a fan event. So maybe they'll just go to that and they'll just start doing that. And then now EA started, instead of they have, them having a presence on the show floor... They just have fan events, like they they have multiple fan events um, uh, at the same time as E3. So I think maybe the transition is going to be like to just multiple small fan events. Like there's that I think that's more likely than them changing E3 entirely. It'd be like now the doors are open and it's right. a convention because I think it 
that's a weird shift for them to have to do, and I think it's more likely that you know Pax takes the brunt of that, and like they maybe some of the stuff moves over to Pax, and some of the stuff moves over to PlayStation Experience, and then Microsoft does their own little thing, and they each have their stuff, and they do different things for fans, they, or they just have their own private events for the press and stuff like that. Um, but uh, I mean, I I still love E three, and it's an exciting time for me. I just I think it's probably. Reached on the downslope yeah, yeah, of think its it, career? I think we're at a different time now, and it's just not going to be what it is, what it was. Um, but uh, but it's still fun. Yeah, and it was I'm, fun uh, to watch. Glad the I'm glad watched. we watched it. Um, there's still a little bit more Giant Bomb stuff to watch tomorrow that I'll watch. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm always sad when E3 wraps up. Um, because it's fun to get, you know, like, it's like, it feels like Christmas, because it's like, you get all the stuff at once, like, just like, uh, watching, like, the press conferences is, like, always one of my favorite things every year, just because it, like, feels like you get to open a bunch of presents, like, whereas, like, throughout the year, you get, like, you know, little things, like, every once in a while, once a week, you get a little nugget of information that's fun, and you're like, yeah, this is cool, you know, like, they announced this game, or, like, they said this is coming out, but then, like, those are, like, it's Christmas morning, you get to unwrap all your presents to one, and you're like, these are all the things that I get, you know, and that's always really fun. So I hope those still exist yeah. in some. Also, I, I just I for me personally, watching something that's being live streamed where there's like a lot of it all at once, like makes me excited. Like it's like a like you know it's like marathon. It's like when they show a new movie comes out and you know like when the new Star Wars came out and we went to watch all the Star Wars in a row at the theater. Like there's something about having sort of a marathon experience of something that's happening at that moment. Like, not that you can't go back and watch, um, you know, these streams and everything later. You obviously can, but... I definitely prefer watching them live. But getting to watch it live and, you know, just like you said, like, it's sort of that aspect of, like, this is what we're going to do for the next three days is just watch this, you know? It's fun. I I like that a lot as well. If more things did that, I would do it. Um... So, yeah, I had a good time for sure. Yeah. That's it. Another E3 over. Oh. It's all over, Aaliyah. It's just, you might as well end it until I'm next year. Crawl into my hole. But Comic-Con is soon. <laughs> wow. That's a month away. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, it was, anyway, it was fun. Yeah. Um, you, if you want to share your thoughts about E3 with us and let us know that you disagreed with everything we said, or maybe you agreed, I don't know, uh, you can check us out at NerdBuildPod on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, we also have a Facebook page, and if you want to review our podcast on iTunes, that would be super awesome, because apparently those things matter. Um, and also, they matter to us, because we want to hear if you think we can fix things and make them better. And we are uh, Mrs. Doubtpod no, on Snapchat. No, nope, that's Mrs. not it. Mrs. Doubtpod. The I name believe. of this podcast is going to be E3, not a Mrs. Doubtfire podcast. Okay. Okay. Uh, at nope. Mrs. Doubtpod. <laughs> Have a great night!